I don't care if you've been yelling. One, two, Levi Ackerman's coming for you. All <laughs> night, if you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, the Thulu Fighter, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with that dang shit on my left. Old ninja in the world. Old ninja. Sometimes the facts are not your friend. Ooh, we're going to get into that. You're going to get some heat. Oh, my father, I engineer on the ones that you choked about on Three Supposed Chronos. This should be our dank inauguration. I'm just saying. We're still around. You keep like voting for it. us. We're good. <laughs> Love it. In the middle, we got your boy Stitch. Joe Biden's done more for black people in 12 hours than Trump has in four years. Damn. <laughs> oh, off the top ropes. Last but not least, we got your boy Blue. I'm going to keep it short. King Shark is a shark. i love the the preluding go ahead go ahead chronos give us some stats all right listener of the week would be odette we appreciate you uh listening more than a few times so thank you very much uh and first in the chat would be my boy patrick what's going on he just literally as i was saying first in the chat i was gonna say nobody and then he said what's up so there you go i love it i hope you guys like the uh sort of new setup we're going to do it a little bit differently with uh, Google Meetup. Let me know if you want us to go back to the old way in the chat, because we definitely can. We're leaving a closed captioning on, um, so people that are watching this uh, can read what we're saying. But it's up to the AI to understand what the fuck we're saying. So Yeah. <laughs> this, that, this is going to be interesting. Chat, I hope y'all uh, uh, give us that, li- li- that live feedback. You know? All right. Old Ninja... What you pouring out and for whom to do? Um, so this week we're gonna pour out some of this here. Gonna switch the tea in your face. <laughs> I love it. Ah, yeah. Wait. So first on the list we have uh, Peter Mark Rickman or Richmond. I'm sorry. Uh, character actor Peter Richmond has been in 159 credits of TV shows and film. He's been in TV shows such as Three's Company, The Incredible Hulk, Wonder Woman, and The Fugitive, all the way to shows like The Star Trek The Next Generation, Batman the Animated Series, and Beverly Hills 90210. That's just a snippet of hundreds of projects that he was in. Um, some of his credits, as far as film, include Friday the 13th Part 7, Agent of Harm, and Pool Hall Junkies. Uh, it's one of his last three films that he made. Uh, Richmond, he also wrote plays, including the acclaimed Four Faces, a novel and short stories, and an autobiography. Uh, his son, Lucas Richmond, is an accomplished film composer. He passed away due to natural causes. He was 93. Uh, next up... Oh, wait. Take... You're going to take a sip mid Yeah. Mid- <laughs> Gotta take a sip with a homie. Taking a sip with a homie. Uh, Next up, we have Siegfried Fischbacher. I believe that's pronounced his name. Famously part of the world's famous duo Siegfried and Roy, which performed Illusions and possibly the original Tiger Kings, plural, has passed away. Fischbacher was from uh, Rosenheim, Bavaria. Not Latveria, for those of you who are thinking he might be uh, related to Dr. Doom. It's not true. <laughs> As an entertainment duo, they performed six shows a week for 44 weeks out of the year. Uh, the pair gained international recognition for helping to save uh, rare white tigers and white lions from extinction. 
Sigrid and Roy performed Magic Joe's since the 1970s, but signed a lifetime contract with the Mirage Hotel in 2001. Unfortunately, in 2003, Roy suffered a horrendous uh, animal attack on one of their, uh, their tigers. It is estimated that they have performed over 10 million, for 10 million fans from 1990 to 2001, earning them roughly $1 billion. Fishbacher's uh, long-term partner on and off the Las Vegas trip, Roy Horn, he died last year from in Las Vegas due to complications of COVID-19 when Were he was 75. Hmm? Were they they, uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, not sure. Uh, Siegfried passed away due to complications from pancreatic cancer. He was 81. And uh, God, take take sit for the homie. This motherfucker. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Last up, uh, I'm not going to talk too much on, on him, but uh, Phil Spector. Uh, Phil Spector. He was a huge music producer, but he died in prison due to complications of COVID-19. He's in prison for because he was convicted uh, for the murdering uh, actress Lana Clarkson. Yeah, I don't know why we are giving this guy RP or even the media, because, nope. I mean, he's I a murderer. Just, uh, like, why do I don't... I mean, he's a convicted so, murderer. Like, he is a convicted murderer. However, he was hugely influential uh, in the music. Business. I don't give a fuck. So that's why, that's why I, didn't, I didn't give a full detail about it. I just said okay. he died of COVID. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Tried to preempt it. And no sip. Yeah, no I mean, he has, he has a very large resume and a huge influence on pop culture for decades. Let's not play it up, though. Speak, I mean, we cannot do that. speak on it. Yeah, we can, we can, we cannot speak on it because he murdered a person and he died in jail because mm-hmm. he murdered somebody. There's like few, I mean, obviously you guys know me, like I've had evolutions over like my way of thinking, but if you kill somebody, uh, maybe let's not elevate you to certain status. I mean, it w- wasn't in question, so yeah. There it is. Okay, any others? Are we good? No, that's it. Good fucking shit, man. All right. Uh, where, should, <laughs> where should we d- dive on in? I know we got a whole bunch of shows we truly have to break down or do you want to start with uh, real life stuff and let's what start, happened today let's start with the real life stuff because i mean okay. uh we have some actual sort of good news we have optimistic news today um here in america uh, today is january 20th 2021 president joe biden um and vice president kamala harris uh officially took their oaths of office and it gave me sort of some hope uh slightly more hope than when president trump or just Donald Trump uh, became president. I, I gave him some hope because I thought he was, you know, he was a businessman. He had some sort of successful businesses, which that later on did research. They're not really that successful, um, but I, I, I hope that they do a good job because if they don't do a good job, just like you know Donald Trump, if he does a bad job, America will suffer. And we saw what happened with Donald Trump because he did a terrible job. We have over 400,000 people that have died from COVID-19 from a single virus in less than a goddamn year, which is horrific. But today was mostly about hope, at least for me. Uh, I saw the first executive orders that they did. Um, I think it was like 17 executive orders, which you've heard me talk about it before on the podcast. I don't particularly like the executive branch using their executive powers too extensively. However, given the amount of damage that the previous president had done, um, the easiest way to like just erase that stuff is with his executive powers. But I would hope that after he's done 
using his executive orders that they he goes to the leg- legislative branch and somebody needs to curtail the uh, powers that the executive branch has by you know the president because the fact that they can just write all these executive orders you know back to back to back it's just it's so it's so dumb in the past you know basically 16 years we've had like a back to back to back to back where like they're just reversing shit that the previous president did and at some point it needs to stop america needs to move forward um instead of just trying to you know undermine what the previous president did don't get me wrong you know president obama didn't do anything as egregious as donald trump but you know, Trump undermined the shit that he did, and then now we have Biden doing the same exact thing, but these are just more dire circumstances. So I, they need to curtail the executive branch. What, what, how did you guys feel about today? Um, I didn't. I was working most of the day. I didn't really actually follow much of it, except for some brief news and some memes or whatever. I, I saw the the Bernie Sanders meme with his fucking old man mittens mm-hmm. uh, popping off. I thought that was kind of funny. People commenting on uh, what uh, uh, Michelle Obama was wearing and really liking that, but I, you know, I'm just glad from a American safety standpoint, nothing popped off in terms yeah. of ridiculous violence. And I, I think, unless you were living under a fucking rock uh, over these past two or three weeks, that was a serious fucking concern. There were people who were uh, in the National Guard that were dismissed from uh, inauguration duty because they uh, didn't pass some of the screenings. So um, kudos to everybody involved operationally that made this a non-violent, quote-unquote, transitional inauguration day because traditionally you're supposed to have uh, the previous president there as well, which it is what it is. Oh, you know, at this point, fuck that dude. I mean, if he doesn't want to, yeah, I mean, he can go, I don't give a, I hope that he doesn't, we never see him any, anymore. Like, I hope he just goes down in obscurity, um, to be honest with you, because I don't want this guy to eat up any more airtime, to continue to poison more American minds, to continue to just fuck up our society. Um, the fact that he wasn't there, I think was a fucking highlight, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that it's, it's so... <laughs> it's disrespectful, for sure. It's, it's, it, yeah, it, it's disrespectful, it, and it's actually really it's unprecedented. Sad. It's unprecedented. It's, it, or maybe you can go back in obscure moments in the 1800s. In our lifetime, it's certainly unprecedented, and it's it's very disappointing from the standpoint of yes, he has tens of millions of followers. He still has tens of millions of followers. What all of the world, not just America, should see is a here's the keys to you know the. <laughs> the, the quote-unquote kingdom and you know now that you've been sworn in and the old guy you know says uh i wish you luck blah 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 in public that's what should happen that's what i'm sad about but it, somebody else jump in come on yeah i mean it's um oh hold on wait along, sorry gonna... stitch real quick that's a dope ass shirt i'm just saying bluey is the shit it's a great kid oh. show <laughs> sorry I, I had a comment i didn't there see you. it until just now <laughs> Yeah, the the bluey uh, dad shirt we got him all for uh, Christmas. Uh, Lilo's got mu- it said mum M U M, and then uh, Storm has bluey. Um, but we've heard all on the news, uh, especially since the, the resurrection and even prior to that, where he starts complaining about the uh, election process. Did you say resurrection? 
the uh, he did say resurrection. Okay. okay, I was about to say who? Jesus came Jesus? back. It's too early to be talking like blue. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. It is. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but they've talked about the smooth transition of power. And that's something that we've almost taken for granted, especially during our entire lifetime. You touched on it, but even prior presidencies, no matter what beef that the, the prior administration had with the next one, they were able to squash their differences, meet, and transfer power peacefully. Be like, hey, we can iron out these differences that we worked out on the political trail and, and during debates and campaigning. It's about America now. And you have this whole tra tra tradition of them meeting, riding to the Capitol together, standing next to each other on the stage when they, the person's being sworn in. And it's happened since, I, I think they said it's been 150 something years since the last president did not attend the inauguration. It was uh, Andrew Jackson not attending Ulysses Grant inauguration. And people argue that Jackson before this one was potentially the worst president of all time. But it really showed, like people have been saying and screaming and, and pounding the pavement, this is his true colors. He's just a selfish narcissist. And he was never about doing stuff for the country. He was never a real true Republican by the sense. It was just a him reality show. And uh, it's a, it was really cool to see all the presidents, all the living presidents, except Carter, because Carter's up there in age and for health concerns. But to see them all together at the same place at the same time, it's it's really kind of fucking chilling because it's you have so much history that will forever be history, even after we're long gone, just in the same place at the same time. They're all getting along. You're seeing like uh, Michelle Obama and George Bush have this like hilarious like friendship that you would never thought would, would fucking happen. But they're always like talking and like laughing. And, but it, it just shows that for whatever happened during those four years or eight years that they were in office, they're able to put aside their differences and work together for the for the United States of America. And for him not to uh, be there and to sort of shuffle off with uh, a meek minor crowd, for him, for uh, Pence not to even be at his farewell and, and to be at the inauguration, it just, it just shows how much he's burned so many bridges and just scorched earth everything that he's touched in the past four years. And uh, thankfully, it, it seems like there's optimism. That, that's a good way that Kronos put it. it. There's a lot of optimism that I feel that things are going to change or we even return to normalcy where it's not like you wake up and you're just like, do I feel like even turning on the news to see what bullshit's been going on today? It, it just, it felt like a nice sort of release of stress that we have somebody that I feel is competent and will be looking out for America's best interest in handling what right now is the, the coronavirus pandemic, handling it in the best way for the United States of America, rather than to try to boast his own ego or make himself look good at the expense of, of hundreds of thousands of people dying. Yeah. Well, what you got? Yeah. So yeah, I caught um, parts and pieces of the inauguration, um, but 
one thing I, I thought was interesting was how, you know, I'm not sure if the news actually showed the crowd, but like, you know, there's no crowd there, which I, which is crazy because like, you know, they, they pretty much shut down that whole, what they call it, the mall, right? Yeah. Washington Mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they shut that all that down and like, there were very few people who, who were actually there in attendance. It was pretty much everybody who was there. But um, overall, like, I'm really hoping that, you know, this this presidency does a whole lot better than the last one just because last one set the bar so fucking low. I mean, it's almost impossible for the guy to do anything bad and fuck, fuck things up than what it already is. But I kind of like what Biden, like yesterday, Biden, he paid respect to those who did die from coronavirus. Like they set up a, a cool little flag memorial thing in the in the front grounds and like him, um, Biden, his wife, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris and her husband, uh, went and checked it out and like they paid their respects, gave a, a good little speech. I thought that was that was cool. Um, I thought it was funny when uh, Garth Brooks went up there to sing. Um, the, he didn't do the national. Did he? No, he did Amazing Grace, I think. And um, it's funny because I don't think I've ever seen him without his hat on, but he, he had a problem with like keeping his hat off because like you know it's a ceremony. And like he kept putting his hat back on and then taking it back off. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a special event. You gotta, you can't wear your hat, bro. But uh, overall, I thought it was good. Um, seeing all the other presidents there, them kind of like hanging out afterwards, looks like they were having a good time. And you know, it just, I don't know, just add a little bit of positivity back into like feeling like American again. And, and also just thinking like, you know, a lot of the racist people came out of the woodworks, and they're they're not going away. They're they're it's, it's like it's gonna be like resolved overnight. Like there's there's a lot of people that need to change their mindset. I hope that you know with the new presidency, we kind of get people to start thinking like they should be thinking, and not thinking about these crazy ass fucking conspiracy theories and these QAnons and these fucking this and that. Like the, the crazy letter people, basically. But um, <laughs> yeah, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty cool inauguration. Like I kind of was. I was, I was kind of scared for Biden because the shit was gonna pop off. Every like, I was afraid. I was afraid something was gonna pop off, but you know the, you know National Guard had everything locked down. I think they had like what over fifteen thousand people deployed just to participate in that event. So, yeah, I thought overall it was pretty good. All right, was old Ninja? Did you have anything? So, um, I guess overall we talked about. A few things to change in the guard, but I just want to point out one thing. Um, back in the early 1960s, um, there was my mom. She was traveling cross country with my grandmother to a army base in Florida. They stopped in Texas because my mom had to use the restroom, and uh, she went to one of the restrooms, and a man came by and stopped her and said you can't use this restroom. She said, well, I really have to go. He's like, well, you're a colored girl. This bathroom is not for you. You got to go all the way around. And she was a young, very young at the time. So she cried and tried to tell her, her mom, you know, she really had to go. And that time in America was only 60 years ago. And today we inaugurated a mixed race woman mixed with African-American descent as well as indigenous descent into the White House today. I think that this was not only a historic moment, but a uplifting moment for every young woman of color that of course, anything can be possible, especially in even in times like this. So I think that was an important 
significance today that we have our first female vice president that is of mixed race. I mean, as they keep saying all last year, representation matters. And I think this is one of the most one of the most prestigious ones we've seen in the last decade or so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Real quick, um, something else I wanted to add on here because I, I want to keep mine short so everybody can get you know their their two cents in. Um, one of the first things that uh, President Joe Biden did was he did a mask mandate, and it's a federal mask mandate. Um, I posted about this on Facebook, but I, I, I felt like some people got mad about it because I didn't give the, the entire picture because they didn't actually look it up, which is fine. You know, if you just look at my blurb, you know, oh, you know, the first thing was a mask mandate. You might think that this is going to force everybody to wear a mask, um, even though I wish he, he could do that. Um, he didn't. It's a it's a federal mask mandate, meaning that uh, on federal sites, federal buildings and um, certain federal like lands and certain um, public uh, transportation that are f- federally funded, um, that you ha- you have to wear a mask. And so people were were kind of confused on like why why did he do that? Why why is he forcing people? Listen, <laughs> it's sending out the correct message. I think people don't seem people are, are very short minded on not remembering that there were multiple um, super spreader events that the previous administration did, literally in the White House or at rallies. Yep. To where they would have to be mass free in the White House and mass free at all these rallies, and so many fucking people got COVID from this. And so to him, for Joe Biden to say, President Biden to say, "Listen, if you're in a federal building, you're going to wear a mask." And everybody that I saw today, everybody that was in the ceremony today, everybody, everybody was masked up. And I was like, "Thank you. This is what America needs to see," because most people, like most of us on this planet, we're followers. You know what I mean? So when you see the leaders and your senior leadership doing something, you are more likely to emulate that. And to see all the senior leadership in America finally masking up, which is something we should have done fucking almost a year ago, you know, after all this has happened, it's like, good, this is this is the way it should happen. Lead by example, wear a goddamn mask and stop having these crazy events where you're having multiple, like hundreds of people in the same building or in the same small room with no masks on and then everybody gets fucking COVID. They have to shut part of the government down and people die. But people just they don't give a shit about that. They're just like, oh, my, my rights. It's like, is, is wearing a mask that fucking hard? You know, I mean, it's it's not. It's not that hard. Yeah, no, well, well said. I mean, wearing correctly, and they get more fucking important because I feel a lot of people are not cut up their nose. <laughs> yeah, that shit bothers yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, this one YouTube channel I watched, they did an experiment to show you like how the masks work. And like basically, if you put a mirror in front of your face and you breathe, you can see the condensation on that mirror. Put on a mask and do the same thing, and you won't see the condensation. So <laughs> that just shows you like breathe into your nose, your mouth, you're spreading some kind of vapor from your from inside your body, which is what the coronavirus uses to spread. Hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, Alden. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a guy on YouTube. He does the same thing with a flamethrower. <laughs> he throws this like um, example, like the protection of wearing a mask, and he uses it with the flamethrower uh, before it melts your face. And what the difference is when you're not wearing a mask. It sounds weird, but he actually does multiple tests. It's like a eight minute video where he shows like the, the distance and wearing the mask and how it affects you and shit like that. It's actually, and then at the end he's like, he literally is like, wear a fucking mask, and then the, the video ends. This fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I, I guess QAnon imploded today. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What does that? What does that mean? Uh, yeah. so 
today, during the inauguration, the uh, QAnon followers thought that uh, Trump was going to give some kind of signal, uh, apparently through HAN and these other really right-wing message boards, they were supposed to arrest Joe Biden at the um, at the podium today when he's being inaugurated. Oh, yeah. So they were waiting on this. They were waiting for Trump to give the signal and say that he was really the president, and none of that happened. And so it like fractured their. I'm gonna call them a cult. It fractured their cult. So then there is people within their cult saying that, oh, so if you don't know about QAnon, it basically started with like some guy and a conspiracy theory, and he's known as Q, right? He's Q and he's anonymous, hence QAnon. And so it is believed that the founder of uh, Q-Chan, um, shit, or 8chan, I'm sorry, 8chan is a... Uh, is this little programmer guy? He's actually pretty smart. I've seen him interviewed or whatnot. And he's, he's a quadriplegic one, right? Or the uh, he's little a, he's person? A, he's a little per person. Okay. He's like. Should he be a little? A, he, he, he created HN for literally free speech. He created mm -hmm. it for free speech, and it ended up flocking all these people with these super radical ideas. And he he literally distanced himself. He remained the founder. He kept the title, but he didn't use the platform. So today. They were saying that Q was supposed to like basically lead the charge and and wait for the signal for uh, for Trump and then they were gonna rally up and whatnot and see Joe Biden take it away because of the child pornography sex trafficking ring. None of that shit happened. So they're like, oh, what the fuck? What we were betrayed? What do we do now? Uh, maybe Joe Biden is Q. So like they were totally in disarray because they thought there's going to be like another coup d'etat pretty much none of that should happen so now they didn't know what to do apparently they're they're freaking out they're like chicken with their heads cut off online it's actually Jesus. quite interesting there's actually a forbes article uh written about it today that was posted about there are multiple groups that apparently follow the QAnon. some of them uh are just uh i guess monitoring other ones have infiltrated they pose as uh users and just uh you know say hey when is when and where is this going to happen they just report your ass to the fbi it's because <laughs> listen these people are they're dumb as fuck. all right so you're gonna if you're gonna attempt a coup understand that first of all you're going up against the the largest and heavily not the largest but the best military in the world so you better be on your fucking p's and q's you better have a fucking serious plan not some half-ass bullshit um, to go against the American military, even though some of the American military that's already been found out that some of them have been compromised, which they're pieces of shit and they're fucking traitors and need to be um, thrown in jail along with everybody else. Um, actually, with, with them, with them, the consequences should be even more dire because we took an oath and we all know what happens to traitors. Literally, the punishment is death. So I'll leave it at that. But the um, you can't go and half cocked talking about a coup, okay? And, and you want to. Talk about how you're gonna overthrow what like you're not gonna be able to go up against the american government like that anyway especially when you know that the things that you're going up against the the military and our own government up against is like it's it's bullshit lies like everybody was getting all riled up over lies it's like yeah listen if our the government if the american government and the military starts like tossing mass people in concentration camps and killing civilians yeah that's a reason to fucking rise up but somebody lying to you about basic fucking math 
basic math. That's the reason why you want to you want to try and put your life on the line for you know for somebody to lie to you that he won the election when he clearly did not. Like I think a lot of people they sobered up and they were like, wait, okay, this doesn't sound right. Maybe I won't put my life on the line. And thank goodness they didn't. I mean, I hope you guys woke up and you won't vote for that fucking dumbass ever again. Or, um, or be uh, a victim of cult mentality. But unfortunately, if, if you're in that mindset of where you can be so easily convinced of fucking lies, then you're a serious problem in America. And I don't know how to deal with that other than like better education, but you have been compromised and you were likely to commit treasonous acts on America. And some of you did. Some of you committed yep. treasonous acts on America that cannot be like easily forgiven, and I think that there needs to be a reckoning in America to like help those people understand like actual reality. But I mean, they had we had Americans believing in fascism, literally yep. believing in fascism, and they didn't even realize it because they don't even fucking know what fascism in because fascism is because you know. Uh, you know, World War II happened a long time ago, but it wasn't that fucking long time ago. It's like when people t- try to say that slavery was a long time ago. It's like, no, it fucking wasn't. And neither was like all these civil rights issues. Like people have such a short memory in America because all they know is, especially if you're, you know, Caucasian in America, it's like your your life goes by such an, in an easy way. You know, it's easy to just like slide by in America. But once you actually start doing research into shit, it's like, it's easy for you, but it's like it's paved on the backs of others. So people need to realize that shit. I, I what I've watched. Oh. I was gonna say I've I've watched so many like uh, shows, and it's a really simple concept. Uh, even going back to like Goodfellas, don't talk on the fucking phone if you're gonna do some <laughs> evil shit. It's it's a really understandable simple concept or whatever. Go to a payphone or do whatever if it was back in the '80s or the '90s, but. These Q idiots, not only God. are they, they taking it to a different level, but they're talking about doing illegal shit on a public internet forum where it's like, you don't even need a warrant. It's like right there. You can just hit print on your fucking browser <laughs> and print out all the fucking evidence that you need that, yo, this person's doing some highly illegal shit or whatever, and you probably shouldn't be talking about it or, or trying to do it or organize through, through a fucking internet forum where you don't even know who it is that you're talking to it's like the easiest <laughs> i've been getting so much joy watching the fbi just scoop up all these idiots that just decide to post their illegal activity online yeah. on on the gram stupid as fuck Full posted up like oh hi from the from the capitol building like what the fuck are you serious dude yeah so i mean fucking stupid it's, fucking... it's like and For then you literally... see like you're, you're seeing yeah. people that are like even like law enforcement like cops in like other cities and stuff just like yo i'm in the capital taking photos and selfies next to like statues okay. that are inside the fucking i'm like like i i don't understand like the lapse in logic and i shouldn't be surprised because these same people don't understand math in terms of yeah. like 71 million people versus 80 million and just they're so far down in this rabbit hole of ridiculousness that I'm not surprised that they're just getting caught by self-incriminating themselves by doing dumb shit and posting their illegal activity online. 
Well, this oh, is I'm pretty sure ahead, a lot of people yeah. already have. And I got a question for all. I mean, can are we really, really, really surprised that there are super right wing uh, people that are military that are also part of militias? Are we really that surprised? Yeah, I was I'm gonna. I was gonna say. Let me explain part of that to to the listeners. Um, Stitz can probably back me up a part of this because he's on. He was on the law enforcement side, but I can tell you from the military side, it's going to be a very similar story. Um, listen, when when you join the military, we take the you know, we take an oath as well, just to you know defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and a whole bunch of other shit. Um, but after you take those oaths and you go to boot camp, you basically go through indoctrination, and most people get brainwashed through indoctrination. And so these same people that um, that have been formerly indoctrinated, they are more susceptible to indoctrination again. And I don't say that lightly, but it's it's fucking true because I, I've seen people with the same bullshit mindset of you know let's just follow you know our beloved leader without putting any thought into it, and I've seen people that that are that have done um, horrific things you know throughout history because somebody else told them to do so, you know, and we all know that if you commit a war crime just because somebody told you to commit a war crime does does it does not make you immune to the effects, but people are so enamored with these, um, this cult of personality, they believe, believe in this person or this thing so much that they're willing to do whatever they can to help out that cause or that person. And so I think I'm not surprised that there is people that were in the, currently in the military or in law enforcement that have fallen into this fucking trap. But I think it also needs to, there needs to be like a, maybe a different way that we train our military and law enforcement so that they're not susceptible to a continual, uh, you know, basically brainwashing because that that's what's yeah. happened. Absolutely. Uh, I'll definitely co-sign on that. I mean, you see it uh, even on like the law enforcement side where you see like uh, somebody doing some wrong illegal shit or whatever. I mean, we'll go to the extreme example, like with the George Floyd thing or whatever. You see one officer who's doing something that is fucking illegal, uh, not under department policy or in any way, shape or form. And then you see the other two or three officers just standing there, just not doing anything and not like stopping it and everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, on many levels, it there is a, a brainwashing of sorts. And uh, I mean, it goes deeper than that in terms of like how that person might've been raised going into whatever training that they they got into whether it was in the military or law enforcement but uh they just sort of they stuck in that that sort of iron bubble way of thinking and just doing as they're told and just doing as everybody else and as much as a lot of those people try to say other others are sheep they themselves are actually the sheep uh, that are just doing as everybody else in their internal bubble or their their uh the group of people that they're associated with and unable to sort of break themselves from that that thinking and, and doing what is morally correct and just common sense, like logically sound. Yeah, uh, really quickly. To me, I, I find it hilarious that, what was it, over a year ago when we were talking about the whole Area 51, uh, you oh, know, shit. which was which was its own Great. fun, kind of a fun conspiracy. And obviously we, we talked about it on air that we hoped nobody would try to go in uh, to actually Area 51 because we didn't want to see a whole bloodbath of people getting killed. And uh, they didn't. You know what I mean? They were, they were wise enough to have, like, a uh, a fun meme-filled festival outside and uh, nobody got hurt. 
But those guys are the much more sensible, you know, quote unquote, alien conspiracy people are more sensible than uh, any of these folks that uh, basically uh, want to have Nazi fascism and uh, a, a, a coup. So it's it's weird. It's sad. But again, I have to go back to I'm very appreciative that at least today went off without a bomb going off or an assassination attempt or anything like that. Um, I, I'm glad that there, there was no more additional violence because I don't I literally don't think this country could have taken anything more. That's, such a, that's such a low bar in America. It's like, I know. <laughs> thank goodness there wasn't violence today. Like, what the, f is this fucking, Bay I don't even know. Yeah, it's oh. like, it's so weird yeah. that we're saying that in America in, in 2021 that we're yep. thanking, you know, a deity that violence didn't happen today. On, on a federal yeah. level, on an insurrection level, like what the fuck? This is like a Banana Republic bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's bad. It, it's funny to me because Stitch had posted up. He apologized, I think, to the people that uh, that were trying to do the raid because it was like, well, based on the capital defense, it looks like y'all could have made it in if y'all had to just push through. And on the flip side, did they have better security at Area Fifty One than they did at the Capitol building? Yeah, for no, well, certain. Yeah, it was, for certain. it was military. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just the uh, yeah, a military base versus our uh, our branch of leadership. Literally, Congress, the House of Representatives, and the Senate were meeting in the same building, and there's with the VP huge, there, with the oh, Vice President there, with them chanting, "Hang my hang the Vice President, hang Mike Pence, hang the Vice President, President." And had a had a noose ready, mm -hmm. with the noose outside. <laughs> the, number, the number two and the number three person in charge in the same place or whatever. We got to skirt them out the thing. And uh, then I don't know if you had mentioned it before, but uh, when you were talking about Kamala Harris, I think it's really cool that now the uh, second and third person in lines of succession are women, which is uh, something mm. that would be dope. That's a, it's all the first. Let's just hope yeah, that this, you know, I just want, I just want them all to do a good job. That's all. Yeah, you know, you I just that that's all I want. There's there's a lot of work to be done, and you know, one of Kamala Harris's, I'm sorry, Vice President Kamala Harris, that's what she is now. Um, one of her favorite things to say is, "I'm all about the work." Okay, so you put your money where your mouth is. Show me your work. You and you, you and President Biden get the fucking work. Um, I I didn't vote for either of you. I don't particularly like either of you, but <laughs> you need to fucking get your asses to work and help fix America because there's a lot of problems to be done um, and my hopes are in your hands. Please don't fuck this up. Yeah. There we okay, go. Seven, back to the inauguration. I did I did like how the, um, uh, I can't think of where they're from, but the, the military person who did the, the was it the Pledge of Allegiance? They did it in sign language as they were performing. Oh, yep. I thought that was kind of cool to see, like that's kind of more inclusive, so everybody's kind of involved, whatever. But I just thought that was really nice. Look, I'm gonna just say it. Um, I was slightly disappointed that on the low key level, oh. and I talked about it in the cast. I wanted Joe. I wanted, Joe, I, I wanted Joe Exotic. I know I shouldn't. I wanted Joe Exotic to get the pardon. I need that season two, goddamn. I love no. fucking Tiger King. I know no. he's done dirt. I know he's not a good person. 
but I need that season two to drop now. No, no. More I than mean, a little Wayne, more than a little Wayne album or Kodak Black or whoever the fuck. Did Lil Wayne get pardoned? Yeah, Lil Wayne got pardoned. He got pardoned yesterday. Him and Kodak Black, 174 or 49 or 44 people were pardoned yesterday. Like one yeah. of the last acts that he did. And because uh, Lil Wayne was facing uh, federal, federal weapons charges. Yeah, but Lil Wayne fucking got on his knees and was sucking that Trump dick, though. <laughs> he was. I mean, Weezy baby. What, what do you think he was doing? Why do you think he did to get to be it worked. to get pardoned? Yeah, it worked. Shit, hell, it worked. Yeah, he lived all over But but he, he ain't gonna give he ain't gonna give us a new Netflix documentary that that's fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn. It's funny with, uh, with Joe Exotic people, like, they had a fucking limousine waiting for him. And it was, it was just like a little, like a tiny limousine. It was a stretch limousine with a fucking truck bed in the back that's waiting mm-hmm. for us. Like, are you serious? Like, holy shit. I thought he was going to get pardoned. I was like, oh shit, this, this is going to happen. But then again, I also heard that uh, Joe Exotic, like, he didn't want to meet with the president because his hair wasn't ready or something like that. Jesus Christ. That sounds just like Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. So, <laughs> Stitch, can you talk He's about... prison. You can't just meet with the, pri- with the president if you're in prison. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, technically, yeah, he can. I mean, the that, president that, could come and see. could have visit. gone there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have visited. Stitch, can you talk about Officer Goodman for a minute? Oh, um... I saw today, um, and I, I didn't watch too much of it, um, but Officer Goodman was, I guess, the um, he was acting as the Sergeant of Arms for the Senate. I believe that's the official title. Uh, and he was able to, um, I guess he was personally escorting uh, the Vice President uh, to the inauguration, which was, was pretty dope. And uh, for those that don't remember or but that was the uh, the officer we saw from the Capitol Police Department that uh, was confronted by people uh, coming up the stairs during the uh, insurrection and was able to detour them and kind of lead them away from the Senate chambers and stuff. So uh, we talked, I believe it was last week or maybe even two weeks ago, uh, about how he was rightfully the, a, a hero among many of the Capitol Police people that uh, were in a fucked up situation and yes there were some Capitol Police officers there that were just on their own own shit that didn't make any sense but Goodman uh, did an amazing job and he was uh, honored by by getting to walk and take and uh, escort the Vice President which I, I thought was pretty dope and a lot of people recognized as uh, being a really cool honor yeah that was cool yeah yeah cool uh, to him very much so it is what it is. All right. Uh, can, can can we uh, can we switch a little switch this a little bit up? I got some. Uh, did y'all see the lewdness? Are are y'all paying attention? There's a what? new tick viral ass TikTok lewd dance. Have y'all seen this busset challenge? Oh yeah. I guess the song. There's this song by this Texas rapper Erica Banks called Busset. And then, but it, the the videos on TikTok start with uh, that uh, those Nelly lyrics, like uh, checking your reflection and, and, and talking to your best friend. Like, oh, girl, yeah. I think it, my butt got big, and then from, it just it's getting hot it. in here. It's really yeah. hot in here. I think I That's have right. seen oh, that. Man, all I mean, if if, if you just you know, I, you don't even have to take any dick pills. Just go on Twitter 
Look up the Busted Challenge if you haven't already. I guarantee you, you're going to love all the fucking thickness. Now, not everybody's thick and awesome doing it, but the vast majority are bringing it. Like, so, with a whole bunch of just thick, knee-dropping booty shake. What you got? So, the best one that I saw was Monica. The singer oh, Monica. Oh, yeah. So, she's on there. And so, probably didn't really set this up. So, the way it works is most of the women that are doing this challenge are basically in pajamas or in uh, shower gear. They're basically super covered up. And oh, then yeah. when the beat like drops, they change it to club attire and they're like dropping it and popping them cheeks, drop, dropping that ass to the flow. So Monica gets on there and does this. And right when she does the drop, it cuts to, uh, uh, I, I think it's her son, but I'm not sure. But it's like, the dude's like, what are you doing? You know, you're somebody's body. <laughs> you need to stop. And then he backs away. The video ends. I'm like, wow, that's. Funny. I don't like the fake outs. Oh, uh, that's so fucking good. I took that one video. This one girl, she was uh, she probably had like eight cups, but her beat, her her behind, her butt was goddamn. She had <laughs> a humongous ass. But um, yeah, these fucking TikTok channels can be fucking hilarious. Well, I I do like the fake out. Like I just saw one where mom looked like she's about to drop down and 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 start shaking her ass, but she's down there picking up toys. <laughs> Gotta get them Legos. Can't be destroying them feet. Yeah. There's also ones where the girls like they start doing it and then they fall over and they end up like destroying their apartment because once they fall over, they hit something, knock something up, something, something else, something else hits something, breaks something. And she's like, trying to stop the camera. There's a couple of those. Those are fucking hilarious. I saw a funny ass white. I saw a funny ass white girl twerk video today. It was. It was so funny because it was just like it was a song about white girls twerking, and it was like this chick that was kind of hot, and then the song said white girl twerking. It was like the most <laughs> awkward non-twerking ever that I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I think she's doing it on purpose because it was like it was like the think about actual twerking but inverted. Like, yeah, it's, uh, I it think was, I've seen that. Isn't that where she puts her elbows forward and she starts like, it looks like she's convulsing? <laughs> yeah, like, like she had a back spasm or some shit. I was just like, what the fuck? But it was hella oh, funny. <laughs> you you got to have you gotta have strong knees for the busset. Uh, I, I will say that, though. You know what I mean? If, if them uh, knees are crackling like crispy uh, uh, snap, crackle, and pop and shit, it ain't going to fucking work. <laughs> I mean... To me, it's just another challenge. Like, did you see the body challenge with the uh, Megan the Stallion's body? And they do oh, the, the body. Adi, Adi, Adi. Yeah, the body is the body. It's called the body challenge. This is the body Adi challenge. I mean, this is another challenge. Another month or so, there'll be another one. Game challenge or some shit. Something. So, well, I didn't I see Biden has a Biden has a hundred day math challenge, but I think it's fucking. That ain't gonna go viral on TikTok. <laughs> I've got a fucking. I've been wearing a mask for like three hundred days, like exactly, <laughs> like for real. Now he he need to get like uh, Mortal Kombat folks and uh, Bane and uh, some like fun fucking characters and shit. You know what I mean? If you want other people. Did y'all yeah. see the uh, the governor out there doing his thing? He, he got his COVID shot today. Oh, uh, Arnold? Yeah, he actually made a pretty funny video. I heard. Did he get his second one or was that his first? I think it was his first. The second one's a bitch. I think it was his first and he waited in line and yeah, like like a plebe. It's like, you're the the fucking Terminator. Come on, man. (laughs) But he waited in line like everybody else, you know? In his car. You know, I know Prodigy got his first shot and like the people who I know that got the second one, like one of a friend of ours, uh, Cake Man's wife, 
But uh, a lot of people I know who got the second shot said that the second shot is fucking brutal. Like the, the side effects, it's like it's more on the extreme side than the mild side. Yeah, it's uh. I know well, people, I know people that like fell asleep because the fatigue of the shot was so intense. Yeah, so my my, my brother got it as well, um, fireman, and. He, the thing is, is that people don't really, they don't, haven't done the research on, the, my brother and, you know, Cake Man's wife, like, they, under, they understood, they likely understood, especially my brother, I don't know about Cake Man's wife, she probably did too, but there are known side effects that are normal for this, alright, and the, the thing is that, if you don't understand the way that the vaccine works, is that it's, it's going to, you're going to get an, an immune response, most people are going to get an, an immune response, so you're going to feel like you're sick and you're going to get tired because your immune system is responding to the new RNA information on what to attack with the coronavirus. And so it's it's normal for you to get tired as fuck or to feel sick for like a day or so, and then you'll be fine. But then you have the instructions on how to defeat the coronavirus. And there's been so much stupid-ass mis- misinformation about this. And people have other misinformation. Sorry to like steal the shit here, but I, I read a, a bunch of posts of other stupid misinformation about the coronavirus and the vaccine about how, oh, well, how come if you get the, the vaccine, they still say wear a mask? Well, because the vaccine mm-hmm. is only, I think it's 94 to 96% effective. So, mm-hmm. and it's still highly infectious. So you could get the vaccine. It could be part of the, you know, four to whatever percent, four to 6%, four to 6% that are that you did not get vaccinated, that you still are susceptible to it. So yes, wear a mask until the majority of people get it. And there's all this other shit about, like, will it make me sterile? Will it... Yeah, it's still... Well, if you have the vaccine and it works, then you 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 will be fine. You want, you're you not going to give it to somebody else. But if, you're if gonna, you're part... You're not going to get the symptoms up when I heard. Well, not just the symptoms. Like, you won't, you won't really know. That's the problem. But with that's the same thing with any fucking vaccine. It's very few vaccines are 100% effective. Very few. Correct. And that's what... People are all of a sudden, they're so fucking stupid because they don't understand basic science. I'm not that fucking smart, but I can look shit up. And when, you know, the actual maker of the vaccine says it's 94 to 96% effective, I understand that there is a six to, you know, four to 6% possibility that somebody can get vaccinated and still get fucking COVID. And so when the first story came out that somebody that, you know, got the vaccine uh, still got COVID, I'm like, well, no shit. Like, it's still possible. But people are just so dumb that they don't understand like basic numbers and how to read shit like i don't america's fucking stupid like a lot of america's <laughs> fucking stupid and i don't i don't understand why well i understand like our, our education system is like it's kind of, it's fucked but what is people that are educated that i would consider educated that are still spewing out this fucking stupid bullshit like for you especially go fuck yourself like seriously do your take it takes like 15 fucking minutes to look this shit up not even that I, I've done a curse, not even, I've done more than a cursory glance, but it doesn't take that long to look up the look up these things at all. Nope, really doesn't. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm gonna go in for the second one and just play it by ear. Uh, if I need to take some time and take a longer nap or get to bed early, so be it. You know, uh, and here's the other thing too. I'm still gonna wear a fucking mask when I'm when I'm out and about. You know. Like, it, it's really not that inconvenient. It's not that fucking hard. It's not that expensive. Um, and, it, and it's also respectful, too, because other people don't know I've gotten it. 
So if I'm out in the public, you know what I mean, maskless, I look like one. I literally look like one of these assholes that uh, doesn't give a shit about other human beings. So, you know, I'll, I'll continue to to uh, stay masked up and uh, washing my hands and trying to take precautions as much as fucking possible. And I, I want this to be over. But you know, not to be too morbid, but Jesus, man, when we hit that four hundred thousand number. I, my, my God, like, I just had to fucking sit down, you know? I was that shit, sorry. No, go ahead. Was go ahead. that shit true what they, what Fox News posted about, oh, um, about Joe Biden? About, what, what was it? Like, four hours into his presidency and already 400,000 people have died or some shit like that. 400,000? No. <laughs> what? That's somebody oh, has died, God. that's somebody have died, like, overall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a total number. Something Fox News had posted saying that it's like basically four hours into uh, Joe Biden being president that four people had already died. Yeah, that's some revision of bullshit. It was a photoshop. It was a photoshop oh, yeah. that somebody did that's saying that's what uh, Fox News is going to do. Yeah. I was sure if it was real or not. Yeah. I, I, I want, I, I have the radical belief that I want uh, less Americans and people worldwide dying from this deadly disease. Oh, really? You know what I mean? But it yeah, is I, had to get it the, I had to get the T-Dot shot because uh, the sweetness is pregnant and the baby's on the way, but um, that fucking shot itself fucking hurt it. I got like the flu shot like a month before and that was fine. I didn't have any problems with that, but like the T-Dot shot had my fucking arm sore like somebody fucking punched me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, all these people are complaining about, you know, the, the COVID-19 vaccine. I was active, you know, duty uh, Marine Corps back when we were getting the anthrax vaccine. So fuck all you people that are even trying to have an inkling of uh, fucking. I can sell it on my nuts for like thirty thousand dollars because I had that fucking vaccine so many times. That vaccine mm-hmm. literally hurt, literally hurt, and people are complaining over the COVID nineteen. Like they are so unwilling to help the to help each other that I don't even know that the America that we're living in today was what our founding fathers even envisioned, even even on the basic level. Like, how are we not willing to take a small inconvenience to help our fellow man? Are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. how is this yeah. America? This is not the America that, that I, this is not the America that I fought for when I joined the Marine Corps. You know, it's really not. It, like, you, you people are such fucking weak, small people that you're not going to do the minimum effort to possibly not kill somebody else because I don't want to wear a fucking thing on my face. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck your face. <laughs> yeah, man. There it is. All right. Uh, should we... Do you guys want to get into... I mean, we could... Do, actually, WandaVision. Do y'all want to do that? Well, uh, okay. Stitch, Stitch kind of stepped away, but... Uh, we I can mean, set it up, old man. He'll be back. All right. So, uh... Back again. <laughs> Blue yeah, on your scene. Blue's uh, filling uh, so What you sipping on? Yeah, what you got there? Film. You got something dark. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> um, I, I, like when I first got into a good like craft beer, like oatmeal stouts were my fucking jam, and I actually haven't had one in, like a long ass fucking time. So I'm drinking a uh, Federation Brewery uh, Brewing out in Oakland. Um, it's called the Low Boy, and it's an oatmeal stout. And, uh, it's pretty, pretty damn good. Show that can. There you go. Talk first. No, talk. Blue. So, yeah, so this is the Federation uh, Brewing out in Oakland. And, uh, yeah, I picked this up today and, like, uh, it just takes me back to drinking some some good old stouts. 
And it, what's so funny is that it's not, I got it from Grocery Outlet, Bargain Market. No, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me sad because we're getting close to um, SF Beer Week territory. Oh, oh my god, about to make fucking cry. Literally, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's literally because I, I know it's a, it's a tradition for Kronos, and he, oh, oh. he he spread it to the rest of us. When I jumped on board, I was like, dude. I didn't go. I don't. I never go to the, uh, uh, the opening gala. Opening gala, because I feel like it's a little too crowded, and you're not going to get bang for your buck. Even though you guys go and you guys have a great chance, you but that's just me. Baby. But I go to the other events, which I feel are just as rewarding, and yeah. I follow Cronus's plan. I go with him, and it's been great the last like three years that I've gone, and I've actually gotten other friends to come with us. Yeah, and we were looking forward, but because of the pandemic, we can't because all these crazy ass crap beers, beers that are only available during the event, all the food that we sample, we're not going to get that chance this year. So here's yeah. the here's the thing. Here's the my hope. All right, uh, is that many of these the beers that we all want, at least that, that I want during uh, SF Beer Week, Planet of the Younger, there's a few other ones as well. Is that they're making them all available to order online, and you can get them shipped to your house. So I'm gonna order Planet of the Younger on I think the 28th. I think that's the day that it drops. So as soon as they open orders up, I'm buying the maximum amount that I can. I think it's only like literally a case, but I'll I'm order sure. that. And then also Heretic, the I think it's Heretic Three or something like that, drops around the same time. There's a couple of other beers that are also dropping for home delivery in California. So. Uh, all you out there that do SF Beer Week, like me, um, yes, I'm going to miss going out. I might still take the week off because it's a tradition, and I'm going to get fucking drunk the whole week if I do. <laughs> and I'm going to do it at home. Uh, you know, Maybe we'll do some like some cool like drunk cast videos. I'm going to ship off uh, probably that same week. I'm going to ship beers off to Papa Bear, who's in the chat. And I think that's when we'll have like a couple of beers on the podcast together, and we'll just start. Because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm ordering like two sets of beers that we can both enjoy, and we're just gonna do like we're gonna sample these beers together, and then just that get fucked nice. up. And then maybe we'll all do this, do that shit. I, I, I didn't buy enough on, for all well, of us, but yeah. <laughs> we should be on Twitch. We should be gaming on some game on Twitch and just sampling shit. That'd be no platformers. Yeah. No platformers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't play those anyway. <laughs> We should play Among Us drug. That'd be fucking great. Our, oh, shit. The that'd be game. But um, if, I wish they would do what kind of what they did for uh, a few other beer festivals that they had last year was to do it like from home and have like the whole, I mean, it was kind of lame, but having like the YouTube channel going where you can like, you know, join the YouTube channel and like certain times will tell you to like, oh, you know, they have the beer company up on the screen. They're like, oh yeah, try our beer. Like this is the notes and like they kind of, Go into like a bit of an interview with the brewery telling you about the beer that you can sample so you can drink your beer learn more about it and then they'll go off and play music and then they go off to the next beer i thought that was pretty cool the virtual beer fest cool they were able to do that for, yeah for virtual beer fest yeah it'd be kind of cool if they did that for sf beer week it would be yeah. i'd definitely buy in i mean hard. I, honestly I, I would pay up to three hundred dollars seriously if mm. if they would ship me like the beers that i wanted from sf beer week because i'm, I'm during SF Beer Week, I spend way more than three hundred dollars. I spend probably yeah, th- fucking good. thousands of dollars during <laughs> one week <laughs> just to go out and have fun. Uh, He's not lying. No, He's yeah, not lying. I'm, I'm not lying at all. It's thousands of dollars because <laughs> it's well, like it's always so fun. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's just always so fun. Like at least I'll take a day off to go hang out with Carlos, then we'll hit up beer SF Beer Week. But like. 
We oh, had yeah. some crazy fucking stories. Like, you know, we got a portable mic during SF3 week and we were interviewing mm-hmm. an Uber driver who was from like, I think it was from like Ethiopia or something like that. Or, yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't remember where he's from, but like we talked with him. We talked to random ass people. We had people buying drinks, buying them drinks. I, I brought a, a fucking dope ass sweater from uh from Tactical, with TDS? Is it TDS? TAD. Triple Yeah, Triple Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, overall, like, my favorite at that very moment was when Cronus and I, and I think it was, I think, I can't remember who else was with us, but we went to Magnolia's. Uh, and uh, they had a, a bourbon or whiskey and beer pairing fucking thing. And this was our first fucking stop. And yeah, we fucked up. We fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we still made it, though. Yeah, we still made it. Explain why we fucked up, Blue. But just me yeah. and you. <laughs> so we, we fucked up because it was, okay, it was $30 for the, for the pairing. And it came with like three whiskeys and three beers that they paired up with and like this was our first stop like we haven't even had lunch yet i think we got lunch there we got uh some of their barbecue but like they didn't pour there was like a little set like a little fucking shot it was like maybe like a like a triple shot for each one of the whiskeys yeah uh, yeah we uh yeah they're still fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean for those who didn't know i mean to give you just an idea the this dude Cronus is out sun up to sundown and both and just his uber rides alone are like several hundred dollars yeah <laughs> just ubering not including well hold on food, i man. uber I, it's not just ubering i uber black the whole time so yeah, that's that's the, that's the problem <laughs> but it's all over like he covers the goddamn bay yeah pretty yeah. much i mean we've gone we've gone as far as like some parts in the east bay uh, all the way up through parts of San Francisco. I think um, one year, did you go to Russian River? Like all the way out to you? I remember you went hella far. I mean, it was just Berkeley. Why? Well, like well Berkeley's usually far. on the. Berkeley's always on the map because there's a place, Triple Rock Brewery, where they had this beer called uh, Her Majesty's something, which is like really good. And it's also just really good to just go through anyway because um, Triple Rock Brewery is a nice brewery. They have nice food. Um, Jupiter uh, Pizza is like right there. And a couple other places, yeah. If you've ever been there, it's, they're, they're great places. And there's a couple of spots that I'll, you know... But it, it's all walking distance from BART. So, you know, when I do yeah. SF Beer Week, I don't I don't drive fucking anywhere, obviously. Don't fucking... Especially the amount that I've been drinking during that week. <laughs> don't drink and drive. But I'll take BART, and if something's close to BART, um, I'll walk there. But if it's not, it's Uber Black, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. I mean, probably one of my favorite memories was the, uh, the Pac-Man tournament. That shit was fucking hella funny. I wish I wasn't drunk. Yeah, I mean, yeah that shit was hella funny. Even though you got second place, I think, in the tournament, that place was hella chill. Yeah. And then last year, we went to that arcade. That place was hella huge, but it was hella fun because they had hella... They had so many arcade machines. Oh, the Emporium. Yeah, the yes, Emporium. Yes, that's where we went to. Yes, yeah. the Emporium. Because it's like right near the barbecue place we ate, 84505. It's yeah. like literally down the street. That place is awesome. Um, the the diner, uh, the restaurant we went to at um, Golden Gate Park, which is now closing. Um, we went there, which was really weird because we felt out of place and underdressed. But they were they literally dragged us in. I know, oh, please come in, come in, come in, and pick what you want. And that was super weird, but it was super fun. It was well, funny. This is what's sad though, because of last year is that I, I have no idea what's going to be open next year. Obviously, this year it's yep. it's a wrap. There's SF is not going to happen this year. 
Um, next year is like how many of the spots that I usually visit during SFB week are still going to survive this? And it's going to be yeah. uh, like if Zeitgeist closes, I, I might shed a fucking oh, tear. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, uh, like other other yeah. restaurants stuff like that, like they um, they're good restaurants. You know, the breweries, the, the breweries, I think will be OK because most of these breweries in the Bay Area have, have realized that, hey, we can still do a good amount of business through online sales. But when it comes to like bars, um, those bars are fucked. And I think Zeitgeist is probably going to be one of the ones that are going to be gone. And Zeitgeist is like one of the true grimy fucking <laughs> bars in San Francisco that I, I highly enjoy. If they survive, yeah, I'll, I'll be very happy. But it's, it's weird that it's a grimy ass bar, but it's also clean. Like, yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. San Francisco is just a great drinking city. It really is. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of... And, eat, and eating, you know. Um, uh, Stitch, uh, you back with us? I was hoping yeah. that you could uh, set up uh, uh, WandaVision. That dropped, right? I mean, we, yeah. we talked... Did every... Did talked every... To... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, did everybody watch the first two episodes? Yes, I did. Yes. I did. Yes, that's a yes for me. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm... So, yeah, so... Uh, WandaVision... Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Prodigy as well? Yeah, yeah, I thought. Right. So yeah, WandaVision dropped uh, the stroke of midnight uh, Thursday going into Friday. is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, we got done failing a raid on um, Ghost because of uh, oh. life-forming issues. On <laughs> and, uh, I'm telling you. Then, I did all that. Then, <laughs> then WandaVision uh, came on. And it's... We've seen a lot of the trailers, and the trailers have been out there. So, nothing over was overly surprising about how they were doing this whole like TV show kind of theme going on, unless you were able to kind of uh, quarantine yourself off from from seeing any trailers or spoilers about how the show was going to be set up. Um, they were both two thirty-minute episodes. I think the runtime says like forty minutes, but there's like an eight-minute credits at the end which was really weird i was like i was like is the show done i'm like they got eight minutes left is there some sort of after show scene and it's just credits so they're both uh 30 minute episodes the first one from my understanding and i didn't watch a lot of like late night television shows growing up um a lot of people were saying this is kind of like a dick van dyke yeah uh, i love lucy Kind of episode. Real, real, real quick yeah. pause. Is that Dick Van Dyke actually helped uh, create that episode, the first one? Yes, I, I did read that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, I don't any. Well, the, the second the second one was uh, Bewitched. Yeah. Um, I drew yeah, Bewitched as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first episode was really cool. Uh, I was, I it was different, obviously, than what we are used to, and. That wasn't really a surprise to me because that's what everybody's been saying that this is going to be different. This is going to be a different kind of storytelling, and it, we're going to find out as the story progresses what actually is going on. So some people were a little bit butthurt, saying like, "What are they doing here? This doesn't make any sense." I'm just going to sit back and let it play out. I've been pleasantly surprised by two uh, shows this past two years that were sort of in this format in Lovecraft Country and Watchmen, where I had no idea what the fuck was going on in the first couple episodes, but they built you something, some sort of storytelling that I thought was, was excellent at the end. So um, even though this was really weird and um, abstract 
from how the how everything was told. I was I was thoroughly enjoying it. The first episode, you have Vision sort of going to having this home life with uh, Wanda. Goes off to work where he's working at this like data processing company. They don't really know exactly what data it is that he's processing, but obviously he's a sort of super computer, so he's he's really great at the the job and stuff. And to not go over every single point of the episode, but there's a dinner that takes place at the end of uh, in the middle of the episode with Vision's boss. Wanda's trying to cook up and make this dinner home life kind of thing. And the the boss's wife is the lady from that '70s show. I don't know her name off the top of my head, but the uh, the mom from that '70s show, which I, I thought was really cool. She's really oh, isn't her name Kitty on the show? Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I, I guess. But uh, Kitty, we we see little hints at what might be something kind of sinister or creepy going on. Um, there's a scene where. Anytime they start questioning, like, Vision or Wanda about, like, oh, how'd you guys meet? They can't really answer it, and you don't really know. It's like, are they purposely trying to hide what what their backstory is, or do they not know because they don't remember? So there's a lot of question stuff going on, and it's kind of, everyone's, there's like a suspense that's built up in the show, and you see that, uh, at one scene, the, the um, Vision's boss starts choking on this uh, piece of steak. And the mom from the 70s show just is sort of stuck in this like perpetual motion thing, like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And it's just like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? And it kind of like gets back on, on track. And once Wanda says, Vision, save him, and reaches in his throat and grabs this piece of meat or whatever the hell is in it. And uh, it's just, they're telling this story. They're, they haven't really shown what's going on behind the scenes. And then at the end of the first episode, you see that it kind of zooms out and somebody is observing what's going on in this so-called TV show, almost like a Truman show kind of aspect. Uh, you see a couple, you see a bunch of Easter eggs in both episodes. There's um, a logo for a um, sword, which I had to look up because I was really <laughs> not familiar with, with sword yeah. at all from uh, from, I, I might have read something maybe back in the day, but I could not remember like where they came from, what their get down was or anything. So I do a lot of like Easter egg hunting after the first episode and the second episode. But um, on the I guess on the first episode, I feel like I've been talking and rambling on on the first one. What were your, your guys' thoughts on the first episode? Well, so real quick, like the the first episode, I, I think I talked about it before how I thought it was going to be like the the standoff, the Avenger standoff thing. I'm more and more convinced oh. that this is the Avenger standoff. Like storyline maybe modified because it's, it's not Pleasant Hill. They call it I think it's Westview or Westview, Westview, something like that. Yeah, Westview, yeah. But this seems very much like standoff. So if it's not exactly standoff, then they just uh, basically are uh, taking out plots of standoff and like putting it in this show because it's is it, if it. I was, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, what is the plot line of Standoff? I'm unfamiliar with the yeah. Standoff. So the plot line of Standoff, I mean, it was so Standoff was like after uh, Secret Wars happened, and they had all these like villains that you know got caught, and like where do you, where do you put them and keep them pacified? And it wasn't just villains; they had some normal folks in there too, and then like some heroes got stuck in there as well. So what happened was is that you had this alternate. There was like a cosmic gem 
they ended up being like a little girl um, that basically altered reality into this certain certain area to make it seem like it was like this sort of 1950-ish like uh, vision of the future where like everything everybody worked together, everything was happy, uh, everything was good to go. But then Hydra, I think it was Baron von Strucker or Baron Zima, one of the two, they ended up figuring out what was going on. They took over like the area and they end up taking control and then it ends up being like kind of a bad deal and so there's some heroes that got stuck in pleasant hill and they had to figure out what the fuck was going on so i this seems very much like that storyline so hopefully it doesn't spoil the whole thing but with all the things that i've seen with like the hints of hydra and you know baron von strucker and all sort of shit like it seems like it's that storyline and it's it's a good one so I think uh, people will have fun with it after they start waking up from, like, reality. People are saying that uh, this is, like, a really weird storyline. It's very strange for Marvel. But it's like, did you guys not watch Le- not watch Legion? Like, Legion was way more fucking obscure. Mm. I mean, yeah. shit. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did, does this shit, like, every other season as well. It, it's not as... Uh, yeah, it's not as Easter egg heavy, uh, usually, but sometimes it is. But I feel like this is going to be this show that basically kicks off the next phase of the MCU, especially with uh, all these crazy Easter eggs that uh, Stitch was talking about. I mean, a lot of people had to literally rewatch and be like, hey, did you catch this? Oh, I saw this. Did you see that? Um, what's this reference to? Because there's. Uh, there's one line that they say in both episodes before we get to episode two is uh, for the ch- children. Mm-hmm. And was like, what does this mean? Is this code for something? Is this a prelude? Because in the comics, I don't know how this happened because I, I saw this, but Wanda and Vision have kids. Yeah, I don't know how the hell this happened, but they end up having kids in the comic. I know it's very old, but it looks like we may see that later on in the um, in the series because if you look... Um, one of the trailers shows Wanda holding two kids, uh, like infants. So mm. we may see this later on, but there's a lot of weird st- stuff that happens in the comics. It looks like they're pulling that into the show. Um, supposedly, Kevin Feige has said over and over this will lead up to Doctor Strange 2 uh, Multiverse of Madness. So we're probably going to see more crazy shit as this goes on. So, Well, one thing yeah. I thought was kind of interesting is that... Um... Uh, there's a scene where Vision, when they're looking at the calendar and like, it was like January 23rd is like hard it off or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Vision is like, yeah, I remember everything. Like there's nothing I, I can't forget basically. But he can't remember what that date's about. And that just makes me think like, okay, like he doesn't need, cause I think, cause Wanda, she's controlling this entire universe. And like, that was just like kind of a key that kind of points out like, okay, she's controlling this. That's why Vision doesn't know what that date is. It isn't until later when the boss is like, oh, we're coming for dinner. And he's like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. And it's like, um, it, ma- it makes me wonder if Vision is, act- well, Vision has to be real because if he was part of her imagination, then he would have knew what that date was. But I guess Juan didn't even know what that date was either. So it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to say. My whole my whole thing is trying to figure out is Vision real because we know that he dies in, um, in the, that's the words, he dies in, um, Endgame. 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 Yeah, but he gets yeah, brought he back. Yeah, he died in Endgame. Yeah. So, Actually, in, in Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity War, yeah. 
yeah, he dies in Infinity War, but like, you know, does this take place before Infinity War or does it take place after? Like, is there all of this just in Wanda's head? Like, you know, I'm trying to look at little clues to try to figure out like exactly what the fuck is going on. But I mean, we're only two episodes in, so it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I don't quite know what to think, but it's only two episodes in. Um, I can't really compare it to like, Watchmen at all because I mean to me Watchmen even though I had no expectations Watchmen literally made people go back and look up the history for uh, The Tulsa riots and you know we're arguing online and I mean that that was like this monumental Event that like literally taught people American history. This is not that for at least to me in my opinion Like not even close, but um, I'm not I'm not completely hating it per se it's it's not it's certainly not action-packed it's you know it it has its own pacing most of it is in black and white um and i mean you you guys already mentioned the whole thing of uh bewitched i love lucy i dream of genie like like there were you know episodes that weren't just kind of alluding to that they were like actual kind of here's a scene from from those uh classic tv shows Very similar, at least to me, like, you know, uh, you know, for better or worse, uh, Joker had uh, parts of Taxi Driver and some other stuff in it. So, you know, they're obviously playing, paying homage to things that are older that they like, you know, in terms of the director. Um, we'll see what happens. It seems like they're going to certainly open things up later. But I wasn't, I wasn't like wowed by the first two. There's more questions than answered. It doesn't. It didn't, right off the bat, make me fall in love with Vision and Wanda or care so much about their those that uh, their relationship, which is something I need to start caring about uh, as this goes on, because I, I I didn't quite get that from even the Avengers movies per se. Yeah, I I would agree that their whole chemistry and us to feel invested in them, I don't personally feel at least yet or, or anything and i don't know if, if that will come through i do think that um the actor that plays vision uh oh, oh what i can't think of his name. Oh, that's in the yeah I, I thought he was amazing like he I, i've seen more acting chops in this in these two episodes than was shown off in the avengers uh in the end game all the other movies he's an agent like carter right um, I, don't, I don't think so. Then he played, um, oh, what's his name? The butler, Jarvis, and Carter. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a different guy. So the guy who, it's reversed. The guy who plays Jarvis, oh, in, Agent Carter, he shows up in Endgame. Okay. That guy. But, but, uh, but keep, keep going, Stitch. Yeah, I well, it, the, the second episode I really liked much, much more than the first one. And it starts to... I guess to reveal a little bit more about what is potentially going on. Um, I'm still fully kind of clueless and I've, I've heard so many freaking theories and, and everything. Um, but the, the theory that I think is almost happening, but I, I don't know for sure is, I think Wanda in some ways controlling everything going on around her. Um, it reminds me of, of House of M where she's kind of created this alternate reality and has everyone under her sort of mind control. Mm. But it seems like when her concentration breaks for, for whatever reason, 
it's it kind of glitches the system and i think that's what kind of happened in the second episode when with the, the dotty incident and everything when dotty was like oh i know who you are and stuff and the glass breaks it's like she kind of like came out of her spell for like a, a second and then went back into it and then they're, they're doing some really interesting things with the, the color palette like when she mm-hmm. finds the, the helicopter in the bushes that was in color the blood on her hand is color um the i've heard people reference the commercials in both episodes as being sort of um traumatic incidents that was involved with quicksilver and wanda in terms of like the bomb ticking uh um from ultron i believe it was when the bomb that killed her parents and stuff and they were her and her brother were there and it was like ticking and stuff and then also with the i guess strucker Stru- uh, strucker was the the guy that did the experiments on her and her brother. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, it seems like that seems like a, a reasonable thing. I've heard people also give comments on the line, the devil's in the details. And there's been a lot of talk that Manifesto is involved in this entire series. And I, I don't know, maybe I don't know too much about Manifesto. I just know he's sort of like a, a demon kind of soul. Like the devil. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Basically, yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was really funny watching Vision get drunk off of dumb. I thought that was kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of made me chuckle a, a little bit and watching him kind of be sort of drunk and everything. But um, I, I've been really impressed with Olsen's act acting in the first two episodes. I mean, I I buy it off the bat that she damn near starred in these shows and stuff. I would. Yeah, I didn't. Well. I didn't know her. I didn't. I was just unfamiliar with her acting talents because I don't remember. I don't think I've seen her in stuff before she got it uh tied in with, with these these marvel movies but she's been, she's been really interesting and uh we see the the creepy beekeeper guy come out mm-hmm. of the the sewer which i was just like oh shit what is what is going to happen now and stuff like that and then she just says no and <laughs> rewinds time and stuff so that's that's something like, that makes me think that yeah, she was just like, nah, this ain't happening, or whatever, like, how'd you get in here, almost kind of, but it was kind of hard to read, and just rewinds it, and was like, nah, you, you weren't even, you, how'd you get in here? All right, we're, we're, we're sealing up that leak, and everything, and quick, kind of recorrected it. Can I ask a quick question for everybody? Um, because most of it's in black and white, I just want to be sure on this. In Vision's head, when he's not in the human skin, does he have the stone in his head or not? Oh, when he wait, I'm uh, sorry. So when, you, when, when he's he in robot, when he is in robot form, obviously most of the episodes were in black and white. But when he's in robot form or robot face looking, does he have the stone in his forehead or not? Yes, he does. Yes, I, 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 I was looking for that. I was like, does he have a stone? Is there a hole there? But no, there's a what is probably a placeholder for the stone or the stone replica, or whatever. But it's there. The mind stone is there. Okay. You also, you also thought... mentioned the whole uh, for your children or for the children thing. They, they repeat it time after time again. And then at the end of sort of episode two, before the beekeeper thing, just, just poof, she's pregnant and everything, um, <laughs> which is kind of weird and creepy. But uh, and then people start going down further trails of logic in terms of saying, like, these are her two potential kids that uh, are from the, the comic storyline. 
they are referencing the the neighbor as being a uh, Agnes. Uh, the good way the last name. Ag- Agnes, yeah, yeah, another. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what people are saying is that like in the House of M storyline, he sort of created these kids as a sort of coping measure. Professor X kind of is like, yo, you need to stop doing this. You, like, wake the fuck up. Stop it. And then that's when uh, Wanda goes bananas, ape shits, and realizes that, like, everything around her is false. And then she delivers the line, no more mutants, and kills like, so, some people. Well, I think I, I, think I, I, think I read an, an, a more recent version of House of M with one of the Marvel tie-ins. But just correct me if I'm wrong. Was the House of M for the House of Magneto or the House of Mutants? Uh, Magneto, from my understanding. Um, okay. Yeah, and then and okay. yeah, it's all it's a whole it's a really good storyline. Um, but pretty much, yeah, she creates this entire sort of universe where everyone in around around her they are individually living their own personal dream, except mm. Wolverine is like the only one that knows that this shit is fucked up and decides to sort of be like, yo, try to tell people that like, this isn't happening. Like you're dead. This is, you're dead. I'm dead, blah, blah, blah. All this other shit. And then they, they have to wake her up and everything. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'll jump back to the vision thing. Um, I saw some footage uh, earlier this week that showed, um, it showed Wanda trying to recreate the, the soul stone. Like she's like taking her, like all of her fucking abilities and power to try to bring vision back. And I wonder if that might have been an early leak footage from the show, or if it was a cut it scene from the, the Avengers Endgame or something. But that, it was it was really cool to see. Like this is actual. It wasn't like some like um, some still images or anything. Like this was actual video footage and her like struggling to try to bring the stone back into existence. And you actually see the stone in front of her, but then like it explodes in her face. So. I'm not sure exactly where that, where that was from, but it was still pretty dope to see. I haven't seen any of that. Where did you see this? Uh, I saw someone on YouTube. Okay. Uh, hopefully it's not a fan-created thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. We the didn't talk about... should be good. Yeah, we didn't talk about Dottie, though, because Dottie is apparently what, you know, she's like the uh, head of the HOA, which is the housing authority kind of thing. She's the, the neighborhood. Oh, like, yeah. Well, she's like the the one that everybody wants to be like. She's the one that everyone has to get her approval on, or whatnot. Everyone wants to impress Dottie, pretty much. And so, like, she's kind of given to us as like she's the potential villain. Um, She definitely, yeah, possibly. We don't know. I mean, people have uh, theorized that Wanda might be the villain at the end of all this. We don't know. But Dottie, when we first meet her, she says she says something along the lines like, I know I've heard about you two or I know about you two. That's where Wanda's kind of like, okay. Um, she kind of panics. She's like, okay, we're not here to harm anyone. We're not here to hurt you. We're just trying to blend in type thing. And then we hear the radio where someone's trying to contact Wanda. like, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wonder yeah. are you okay? And like the radio like ex- explodes. So there's a lot of like crazy stuff. But Dottie is kind of potentially people are saying this could be Clea. Uh, another Marvel character that was uh, involved with Doctor Strange. Um, there's a lot of stuff floating around. We just don't know. It's super early. But there's been, just been a lot of uh, 
speculation. Apparently, we've already seen Monica Rambeau. Mm -hmm. Apparently, she's uh, the, if you look, she's the um, what the community like advisor or the wedding planner or something. She's like a planner, she's black lady, the, the yeah, token, <laughs> the token black girl. Like, we... <laughs> yeah. sure. So the token black girl that's like gets swept up in uh, Wanda in uh, Vision's magic show. So. Uh, there's apparently there's gonna be a lot to see. Apparently, if we keep watching, it's just gonna get weird. I, I'm excited for the '80s episode. I want to see this. But I heard it's gonna have some uh, Whoa, I don't know things, little oh, Easter okay. eggs. Oh, okay, yeah, I, don't even, I didn't even so, know that was part of it. Yeah, if you see the trailer, the '80s episode is where they do Halloween, and they're dressed up exactly like their um, comic book, like accurate suits, but they're kind oh, yeah, of like, yeah. hokey. So. Yeah. I'm excited to see that episode and find out what's going on. So this should be really interesting. I also heard or read that, I guess, the transition to black and white to color was also done because, I guess, Bewitched, when it aired, it started out in black and white. And then, I guess, towards the end of its run became, I guess, a color uh, TV show and stuff like that. So that was kind of like... Correct. Uh, they, 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 played serious, they played serious homage to... To bewitched I Love Lucy and I Dream of Jeannie. Like, yeah. I remember some of those, like, episodes beat for beat. Um, That's great but, show. What, what's kind of oh. interesting with uh, with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen is that she's the youngest sister of the Olsen twins, yet she is, like, doing her own thing and, like, she's, she's not even under their shadow. She's casting her own fucking shadow. Like, everybody's, like, Olsen twins who, like, holy shit, like, she's definitely. But it's, it's funny because she looks like him, like them. Like, she's very similar to them, and I will. I was kind of hoping that they would use her in Fuller House and have her act as Stephanie, but they never took that route. Look, let, let's call it call a spade a spade. The older Olsen twins look bad. Like, they, they look <laughs> like they have been doing some hard drugs for a long time. And I'm not, I'm not casting any fucking shame on them or whatever, but they look like they've been living hard. And, and she looks young, fresh, and healthier, way healthier than them. So I hope they get whatever rehab help they need or whatever. But let, real talk, go look them up. They they don't look good at all. Like right, they right look now, like the they've Olsen, been through some shit. The Olsen twins are thirty four. That's crazy. God damn, they look I, like I, they're I, on the wrong side of fifty four almost. I thought they were like <laughs> younger than that, but like man, they're only like six, seven years younger than us. Like I, I've seen some awful fucking photos of them but you know again i hope they find help and all that but it's obvious there's some substance abuse problems going on hold on before we i, I gotta switch gears just a little bit because i don't want to lose track of this because y'all been going hard in the chat on it both chronos and blue and i maybe even stitch what's going on with this goddamn shark game fucking man eater blue's gotta set it up because he, he, he put me on shark. it <laughs> All right, first of all, the whole King Shark of the Shark thing that comes from um, from Justice League uh, Apocalypse Dark, where mm. King Shark, that's all he fucking says, King Shark is a shark. And uh, King Shark is a, is a shark hooked up with Constantine, which is a whole nother fucking story. But um, yeah, so on the on the PS5 this month, um, PlayStation Plus dropped um, the free the free game uh, for Maneater. Which is basically it's a shark RPG that came out I think it came out last year but I just game fell it, it went underneath the radar but it is so much fucking fun so first of all you start off as a shark in the fucking like the 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 swampland like 
Dang it, so sewers, you're gonna fucking swamp land. Uh, the whole reason why you're there is because your mom was by a beach and she fucking murdered a bunch of people. That's how the game, it, it starts off, if you ever play Echo on the Sega Genesis, like oh, first yeah. you start off as a dolphin and you're like super powered, but then all of a sudden you lose all your powers and also you're back to being like an old thing. But you first start off the game as a badass fucking shark and you're goddamn eating people. Like you're doing what sharks fucking do. And it's so funny because like when you first start playing the game, like, you know, you gotta you gotta eat to survive, and there's like turtles and seals around. Like, ah, I feel bad for the turtles and seals. But later on in the game, that shit gets get thrown out the fucking window. You're like, fuck him, I'm eating that goddamn turtle. But um, <laughs> yeah, so this this famous shark hunter, he's doing like a Discovery Channel like move like a documentary, and like he basically guts the mom, and uh, the Wait, mom he guts in the mom's guts. No, no, he's like slicing her. He's fucking like on her hanging like jaw. Literally, like, her in half. literally uh, got to yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, basically slays her, and he discovers that the mom was pregnant with a baby, and like the baby pulls some fucking some uh some Peter Pan like Captain Hook shit and fucking bites the fucking head of the of the captain and fucking takes that shit into the water with him, and that's when the game fucking starts. You're just a little pup shark in a goddamn swampland. And there's a hand in front of it, floating in front of you. You can, you can fucking devour it, and, and that's where the game starts. And it's like, it's so much fucking. It's this game shouldn't be as much fun as it is. Like, <laughs> you're literally a little shark going around eating like little turtles, little uh, fish here and there, guppies and this and that. But then like, as you get bigger, like you can start fighting like fucking alligators. Like, there's a bunch of alligators you can fuck up. But what's what's really crazy about it is that like. As you're when you're when you're small, the alligator will fuck you up. Like there's there's no way that you can fucking beat an alligator. You gotta be like smart about it. So like you attack and, and you like pull away. But um, it's funny because as you attack the alligator, so the alligator has like attack moves that it does, and if it catches onto you, it does what a fucking alligator does. It it grabs onto you and starts fucking spinning, and you have to like try to get out of their fucking thing. But what's kind of cool is the fucking shark. Sharks when they bite on something, they start swelling like swinging her head like side to side and that's how basically you do more damage but like as you just as you fuck up the alligator like this alligator start losing fucking limbs like you'll notice that the alligator that have a fucking leg or his tail's all fucked up or like all of his legs are gone and like you can barely move and that's when like you just fuck you can fuck the alligator up but what's what's really cool about it is that like every gate every kind of area has like that alpha and that alpha is like the big badass motherfucker and, like, there's a point in the game where, like, you kind of level up to a point where you can take on that alpha, but that alpha, like, isn't just some punk-ass bitch. Like, they have, like, a crew that they're with, so you gotta, like, fuck up the crew and, like, knock them out before <laughs> you can, like, actually fuck up the big dog. But, uh, this, dude, this game is so much, it was, well, it's, it was so much fucking fun because I platinum it. But, uh, God, yeah, it was, it was, it's, a, it's an easy platinum. It's not, you just basically finish the game. And you get the fucking platinum. Like that's how easy it was. I think it priced me about maybe I think I did maybe like a good eight hours, eight to ten hours of gameplay, like straight. Carlos, what's your take on the game? You mute? Yeah, sorry. It was my fault. I was eating on something that was crunchy. Um yeah, I didn't know that I needed this game in my life. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like I started playing it, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start playing. I heard Blue talk about it, but I, I saw a review of it before. And it didn't seem that interesting because the reviewer was a simp, I guess, and he didn't appreciate <laughs> um, eating wildlife, I guess, or you know, like fish and shit. Playing as a shark, 
is so much fucking fun in this game. Like, seriously, I, I don't know why it's so fun, but it's fun. Like, the, the ridiculous storyline, it, it's totally fucking ridiculous. But the fact that you can play as a shark doing shark shit, and that's all you do is shark shit, it, it's, it's, so, it's so much fun. And when you get to eat humans, and Blue didn't even touch on the fucking the crazy shit about this. So you can evolve your body in this game. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you can pick, fuck? like, there's, like, three different evolution paths. Like, one's, like, a tiger shark. Another one's like this, a bioelectric shark. Another one's like a bone shark. So you have like these two paths that you can you can evolve into, and then also you can fucking just jump on shore and start eating people, if you want to. What the like fuck? seriously, and and there's there's like, because it's like it's basically like an RPG too, because you have like experience points and all this other shit, where you progress to get better parts, you know, to evolve like your mutagen parts, to play the game however you want. And so there's times you have to like literally jump on shore. To like kill humans, like just eat them, just fuck them, just eat them, because you need them. Nice. You need their, you need their biomass and their, um, their certain. There's like three or four different, different elements. Yeah, different. There's like three different elements you need to get in the game. It's like fat. Yeah. Um, mutagen. Fat protein. Yeah. Mutagen. There's a few, but it's like all these things matter when you upgrade, right? And um, when you start, if you eat enough humans, uh. Basically, it's like GTA. Like they call the cops on you. <laughs> so, like, these fucking yeah, like yeah after, uh... the shark hunters will come out and fucking hunt your ass. And then like you're like, well, what do I do? Do you run or do you eat the shark hunters? And if you start eating the shark hunters, then you get a boss battle because like the um, uh oh, like a main like hunter boss will come out and like start attacking you. And if you kill that boss, you can get extra upgrades. And along with you know, if you kill the apex predator, you get extra upgrades as well. So it was so it's so fucking silly but it's so fun like i couldn't i was like why is this so fun is it just just like running just like swimming around like oh there's a fucking uh a turtle fuck the turtle let me eat that fucking turtle and then i remember the first time i killed it i killed a fucking alligator it was like oh my god as a pup it was, it was so fucking difficult it was basically a fucking boss battle for like a basic alligator i was like oh i finally got an alligator alligators aren't shit to me right now because i i leveled up like level maxed and I can basically I can eat fucking sperm whales at this point. <laughs> are there? Are, are there? Because uh, I love this part and echo the uh, the dolphin. Are there actual killer whales up in this motherfucker? Yes, there's orcas, yes. and you can fuck them up too. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you. Nice. They fuck you up too. Well, what, what, what's really cool? It's one of the things we didn't talk about in the game is that there's a narrator, so it's almost like it's fucking. There's a narrator like <laughs> yeah. like a Discovery Channel, and the narrator is the guy. Who, Carlos pointed this out. It's the guy who does the voice of Jerry from fucking. Um, Rick, Rick and Morty. Morty. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah. is that fucking Jerry? <laughs> yeah, I think Carlos told me that. Like, all I can see is fucking Jerry narrating his whole entire fucking story. But it's funny because, like, he says crazy. So, like, um, there's little containers of, like, mutant. There's, like, um, almost like a treasure chest that has, like, all the elements that you need, all three elements in there. And when you open it, like, the, the narrator would be like, oh, this shark should eat better. But instead, they have to supplement with these bad chemicals and this and that like the the narration is so fucking funny especially like when you when you kill a bunch of humans like he'll say something like oh now since the shark has devoured so many humans here comes the bounty hunters to hunt for the shark's head or something like but he says it in like a like a hilarious fucking way god the game is so great but um one one cool thing is that like so as a shark like you're able to jump out of water but like so you there's different areas in the game that you start off. So you start in like fucking bayou, like the swamp land, and then you kind of go up to like, you know, 
kind of like the 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 bay like like beaches and stuff like that but then you go to like the the rich people area and like it's funny because like the water gets clearer and clearer until you get to like the ocean where it's like fucking crystal clear like the whole visual aspect of the game is pretty fucking dope to within itself so like once you're in the ocean like you can kind of see further the water is more bluer whereas in the swamp lands it's more greenier and swampier and it's like you can't really you can see but you can't see like further down in front of you which is really cool like they really took that element and like added to it which is fucking dope God damn. I was, I was real picky with with the people I was attacking. Like I'd be like, you're a little bit too far off from shore. So I would go and grab that person. And what I like doing was grabbing the human, and I would just bring them fucking further out into the sea and like underwater. I was like, nah, you, I want you to know you're dead. <laughs> I just hold on to them, and then I just drag them underwater for like the, the longest time. I was like, oh, they're either gonna, it's like. You, you know you're either going to drown or I'm going to eat you alive. So oh, it's just like, see, I just, like, enjoy taking all their life away from you. You're still early on. Like, early on, like early on, yeah, you can do that. But later on, it's like, you just eat them fucking whole. Like, <laughs> but it's like a couple of bites and like just, they're just fucking gone. Like, their whole body is in your, in your body. And then, like, I remember the first time I actually faced other sharks. And I was like, Jesus Christ, these fucking makos and these hammerheads are hard as fuck to kill. And then later on in the game, you're just like, well, a couple of bites. Good to go. Yeah, <laughs> so, it almost it, it kind of makes me think of um uh, what's the crackdown on the the Xbox? How, like when you become over fucking power in the game, just fucking goddamn cakewalk. Like once you become like once you cap out and you have like all the the upgrades, like yeah, it's, it may the game gets easy because you can fuck up anybody. But like you know when you go against a sperm well, they're probably like twice your level cap. So like you oh you you have a still you still have a challenge, but like it's like it doesn't take that much work to take them out. I mean, damn, I, I yeah. need to play this. Yeah, it was like it's. It, it seems like a dumbass game, but then like once you start playing, it's like it's so much fun, and there's like so much shit to do. <laughs> like I, I level capped way before I level capped. I didn't even know I fucking level capped. First of all, well, and I was like, all right, I'm a badass. Why am I not getting more more experience? Why am I not getting bigger? And then I was like, oh, like if I'm not getting more experience points from these things, I was like, oh, I'm fucking level capped. So I became I became a mega shark. So I was like, all right. <laughs> and uh, once you get to that point, it's just like, well, it, it depends on your upgrades, like you, that you do mm-hmm. to your body. But uh, it's still there's still some challenging stuff because there's like a, a couple of apex predators become a problem, and then once you get to like basically heat level seven with the humans, when you're like attacking humans, like it becomes difficult because there's like a lot of humans. And you have to have like an actual strategy on how to kill yeah. these fucking hunters because if, if you don't, you're just gonna fucking die a horrible death. Like really quickly. Nice, nice. I'm gonna check this out. What the game has a bunch of Easter eggs too. Like there's little landmarks that you can find, and like later on in the game they get like fucking hilarious. Like there's one that I I cracked up when I saw this one, but like you're in a swamp, or no, you're in a sewer system, and uh, there's fucking Pennywise the clown is like behind one of the fucking cages and stuff like that, and like the narrator Jerry talks about how like oh. There was a murderous crown going around killing people, and they they never just solved the case and stuff like that. Like those little Easter eggs are so funny, but like the final, it, there's one when you're out in the ocean or more like in the ocean area. There's one uh, city landmark that had me fucking dying. Like I I really hope this shows up in a DLC, but uh, I'm not sure Chronos got there. But I don't want to spoil it because it's, it's so it's so fucking epic when you come across it. It's like holy shit. This needs to be a DLC. Like this needs to be fucking in there. God. Well, yeah, damn. I'm still, I'm, 
I could probably finish it t- tonight if I wanted to, but um, it's a fun game. And I, I think I'm near. I'm at the like the last level, but they just announced okay. DLC like a couple days ago, and I'm yeah. happy. It's from the same company that made uh, Saints Row the Third. Uh, it's deep. Silver. Oh, nice. So it's the same ridiculous sort of humor, you know, that you'll appreciate that sort of shit. And I, I don't know how they made it work. The th- the crazy thing is, is that there's like a they made basically two different worlds when they didn't need mm. to <laughs> because. You have the above water world that happens all the time, and then the below water world, which is like active as well. Um, but they didn't need to do that. But there's one thing. My one main complaint about the game is that they didn't make the uh, the AI, not AI, but like the the environments like really work the way that environment should work. Mm. For instance, as you play the game, you'll notice that. There's times where you have to like go basically do like a culling of a certain species of animal, but then there's yeah. also predators there. But it's like, why aren't the predators also eating those animals? There's like no interaction uh, between like the the NPCs in the game, like none at all. Yeah. So they, gotcha. they definitely could have improved upon that. Yeah, I thought that too. Like you know, when you're when you're fighting against like an alligator, like there's fucking like guppies floating around swimming around them. And it's like, yeah, they should be fucking eating those guys, too, to get their health back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time you eat another animal, you get your health back, or you, you gain some kind of uh, some kind of uh, upgrade to your, your one of those three elements that Kronos talked about. But, um, oh, shit, oh, there's one thing I want to talk about before we wrap up on this, but, um, oh, man, what was it? Um... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of cave diving in this, where you get, where you can get kind of turned around like like it's like a almost like a maze type system but like you know if you follow if you understand the game whenever there's like illuminating orange like plant or something like that kind of leads you to the exit i thought that was kind of cool for developers to do that because if, if they didn't have that you'd walk you'd have went into a cave like what the fuck like you you can easily get turned upside down in that in those portions of the game good shit that's a glowing yeah. review man yeah Dude, go ahead. yeah i mean definitely the, um... Well, it, it's free on the PS5, so if you have a PS5, make fun of the please, first of all, because they, they're poor. <laughs> they're poor people. <laughs> fuck the poor people. I'm just kidding. Don't fuck the poor people. Um, but if you have a PS5, you have, you have no excuse to not play this game, because it's free on the PS5 uh, on, if you have PSN+. Plus. So definitely get it. It's, it's worth playing, and just have some ridiculous fun. Don't think too much into it. Just have fucking fun. Yeah. Well, that was another crazy thing about the game. Like, right, because I saw it was a free download. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to download it and whatever. But I had just finished playing uh, Little Big Planet. I'm like, oh, let me try this DLC and see what it's about. And it had me fucking hooked from the get go. I was like, this this is so much fucking fun. And I don't know why. Stitch, did you have anything? So sorry. sorry. Uh, no, I was, I was going to sort of transition to, the, to some uh, news about the, um, when you're talking about like NPCs or whatever, if you guys saw the news about um, Rockstar with the patent that they, I guess, uh, filed. No, everything. I, I think you, you uh, I wish I had the article up in front of me. But, um, yeah, I, I, I saw something about it. It further confirms the all-female crew and... Um, GTA 6 may Trust. be coming sooner than people think and stuff like that, so... so supposedly, uh, Rock, Rockstar had some sort of, or it was discovered that Rockstar has some sort of patent on this kind of, like, NPC technology, uh, AI, that 
I guess, um, I guess they're only going to have rights to. And when people, I guess, were trying to translate on, I guess, on how this is going to work, they obviously assume it, it has to do with Grand Theft Auto because um, it has something to do with like people on screen and how vehicles are being driven by non-playable characters. So everyone's just like, well, it's not going to be like bully or anything like that. So people are assuming that this is is Grand Theft Auto related. Um, I didn't. It, it was more a little bit out of my range in terms of how they were talking about with the, the tech behind this um, this patent. So I was hoping that, uh, I guess one of you, or I guess uh, Old Ninja knows better how the, the technology works better than I do. But I, I just saw the article, I was like, oh, this sounds pretty uh, interesting for how uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 is gonna eventually be. Yeah, the article that I was reading totally skipped the tech stuff and all it was is like, uh, basically be on the lookout for an announcement for GTA 6 because of this patent. Um, that does sound interesting about the NPC stuff, but I need to go back and check. But the article I, I was reading was all about, you know, be one GTA 6 may, might be around this corner. Uh, we might see an announcement later on this year. Um, we may see a release next year, stuff like that. That's all the article kept talking about. And the whole, it was rumored that they were going to have an all-female crew, like, literally three years ago. And that has ramped up even more so um, in the last, like, three weeks. So, yeah. it is what it is. I'm waiting for something for official. Uh, but either way, I think, I mean, it's weird to me because GTA is still getting new content. Apparently, there's, yeah. like, a a submarine that they just released like what a week ago that mm -hmm. you can get and um there's the new heist that just came out like maybe three weeks ago so to me it's just kind of funny that they're just printing money yeah it, yeah you're absolutely right they're printing money everybody trusts rockstar uh you know but then again i said i trusted cd project red before cyberpunk <laughs> so who knows but um I, i'll say this Take your time, Rockstar. You know, we're uh, everybody's gonna fucking wait. Yeah, GTA Five dropped in 2013. Um, you know, it, we used to get GTA games every two to three, four years. You know, something like that. Way, way sooner. But make it a, a great game. Go ahead, Kronos. You were good trying to get in. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll see with GTA. It's it's all speculation right now. I was just I, I was yeah. I was chuckling because of your CD Projekt Red comment because oh yeah 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 we we pulled yeah. we we collectively pulled an L on that one just like just like we pulled an L on the first Wonder Woman. So yeah, it's like, it, it's like hey, I was I was so hyped for it and you know they yeah wet turd in a lot of ways uh, in terms of the bugs and all that. We've talked about that a million times. Um, hold on, I want I want to switch gears. Every did everybody see the latest Attack on Titan? God damn it! Holy fucking oh, yeah. shit! No. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm yeah. hurt. I want. It's like a tradition every Sunday. Gotta watch. Ooh. No, I mean, I, 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 how many episodes are out now? Four. Five, no, six. Four. I, I oh, want to say four to five. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it 100 right now. All right. I was kind of bored with the season for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not gonna fucking keep watching this shit because it was fucking, it, it got fucking boring. And yep. then, you know, the episode before this one, where it was revealed that Aaron was there, and then I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. And then I watched that episode, and I was like, oh shit. And then they showed the fucking, the Warhammer Titan. I was like, god damn, holy shit. 
did they fucking ramp it up? They 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 did the slow burn, and now it's mm-hmm. a fucking inferno. And now shit. I mean, they basically all all the fucking favorite characters that we had in Attack on Titan. They're basically all fucking ninjas now. Yes. <laughs> and just like fucking shit up. They're just like they're, they're bringing the pain to these uh, fucked up assholes. And mm-hmm. man, it, it's 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 insane. I love the fact that uh, Mikasa was like, yo, Aaron, you need to fucking chill, goddammit. Like, you can't go that hard. Um, There's actually innocence over here. Aaron was like, I don't give a fuck. Nobody's innocent. They killed my, they ate my mama. Fuck them all. The world gonna fucking burn. I have not forgotten. And so Aaron went from, like, kind of goody two-shoes to... In some ways, I mean, he still wanted to do badass shit, but he obviously didn't want to hurt innocent people. Now, Aaron is just like, I, I literally don't give a single solitary fuck. Chaotic evil. Um, they, I'm getting my fucking revenge, and I'm I'm fucking here for that. And then the other thing is, I love the fact that Levi fucking Ackerman, who we have all been talking about, is like this incredible fucking masterclass Titan killer. He is feared throughout the entire fucking known world. They say Ackerman and they fucking piss their fucking pads. Like, one, two, Ackerman's coming for you. He's coming off the top fucking ropes with that shit and everybody is pissing their pants. And rightly so, because his reputation fucking precedes him. I love the fact that Levi's there. When Levi went fucking berserk and killed fucking eight goddamn titans in a fucking row, that shit was... (laughs) Fucking epic, and he got, he was pissed that he missed out on the the fucking main Titan. Like that that Titan got away, but he fucked up eight times by him by his fucking self. He so, str- he seems stronger now. Go ahead, old Ninja. Uh, we were because we watched this episode I think two or three times. And <laughs> it's so good. We pointed we pointed it out like because they're all basically Ninja SWAT teams. The one thing that Levi kept one hundred. Is he still uses blades? Yep. Like the rest of this crew has like fucking rocket launchers on their fucking arms and backs and whatever. Levi came through with swords still. He's still using his mainstay, his OG weapons, and still and is still a force to be working with. Is still feared. And it was just like holy shit, this dude came in old school, lightning quick. Even though he's only four years older, but all everyone else, they were kids. Now they're like. In their twenties, basically, mm-hmm. maybe eighteen, depending on on which character you're talking about, and it was just like crazy because they came in towards the um, fuck, uh, what is it, the the jaw the jaw titan? That was it called, not the carrier titan, the one with the the face mask. Yeah, it was a jaw titan. Jaw, he was yeah. he was basically a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, so but he was freaking out because he's like, I'm a human, I'm a titan. You guys are humans. You're supposed to fear me. And they start filling the screen like gnats coming yep. for his ass. And he was literally shitting himself. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Are they really coming to kill me? They should be scared of me. Nope. They were coming right in, like, as a team. Like, we coming for your ass. Like, fucking locusts in a the plague. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And, and there also but, seemed to be some pretty cool story reveals in terms of... Uh, and I, I don't want to fuck this up completely, but like the whole background for invading or destroying the walls uh, 
fell on its head, so to speak, well, in was terms all... of... Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, it was all... Basically, it was all bullshit. I mean, I think it was, a guy... yeah. it was a guy's name, Leo? I forget his name. But basically, he laid out about how all... their whole war was bullshit and that they lied about their whole reason to go to war with Paradise and the Island of Titans and all that other shit. And where, they, where, the, yep. where the, uh, the king just wanted to be left alone. He's like, listen... I'll give you peace. Leave us the fuck alone. If you don't leave us alone, I'm gonna bring the fucking pain. Yep. And the fuck, literally, all the walls are full of fucking colossal titans. Yep. And if and if uh, the Marleans fuck around, he would release those titans to come for them and fuck their world up. So the yeah, higher world. And it, there, it's whole reap what you sow kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I love the whole uh, dichotomy of the first couple of seasons. You didn't, you at first didn't know shit about the Titans other than like they're people eaters and they're to be fucking feared. And now you have way more background on them, and you're just like, oh, okay. End all of these Marley scum, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy now that like certain titans have powers and different abilities. Like literally, Aaron can call the colossal titans out of that wall, yep, and have them follow him and just literally trample everything. And they, in the speech that uh, Tiber made, he basically was like, "Aaron is our new villain. This is who we're going after. We have to kill them all, and we need to bring him to justice." And he's right under his feet. But then mm-hmm. we find out this is part of a plan. And he was willing to sacrifice himself just to make make a statement. And I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yeah, and I think you it's can't tell. Oh, well. I think it's what's interesting is that you know, Aaron's there, and so is like their elites, but none of the Titans are there. Like none of the other Titans that Aaron can control are even there. So I think that in the subsequent episodes, you know, they're probably going to see a rally from the, the Marleans or whatever. But mm-hmm. they're gonna get fucked up. Like the other Titans are coming. Like I, I, I don't think mm-hmm. that Aaron, as a founding Titan, would not have called upon the Titans that literally made up their walls, and all the other fucking crazy, you know, mindless Titans, to come with them to fight. So I think that the Marleans, they're they're fucked. And I think it, it's <laughs> it's gonna come down to like probably the last episode. But I think that's when like you're gonna get the colossal Titans in mass. It's gonna be thousands of them. Just coming yep. through, and that's going to be a horrific scene. This is the final season, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the it. final season. So the what? manga ends this year as well, and I guess they are timing it to where the manga gives you time to read the manga, and then will air the final episode around, like, uh, I believe it's supposed to be March or April. Oh, shit. Like they are getting into, um, what was that, uh, Kenshin territory. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot, you can never get past the manga if you are a Japanese anime. Like, Kenshin is the re- the reason why you don't see Kenshin anymore, because is because they did that shit. But if they can yeah. line it up correctly, where they both end at the same yeah. time, that'd be ingenious. But uh, it'd be, I think, one of the first, as far as I know, as uh, you know, American otaku. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, hold up, hold up. We gotta rewind the fucking tape, goddammit. That fucking, uh, what did they call it? The Warhammer fucking mm-hmm. Titan. Tell me you didn't see how fucking badass, like, she made a goddamn crossbow. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, you know what I mean? Like the hammer, she was <laughs> hammer, a like sword. a giant hammer, a sword. Everything she was doing, I was like, you can't do that. You're just a type. Oh, shit. She did that shit. And Aaron, all, even though he was taking some blows, he wasn't all that phased. He was just like, nah, something's different. Something ain't right here. I loved everything about that fight. And even off the bat, uh, Aaron is using those hardened fucking fists and tearing her a fucking new asshole, but she keeps, uh, she stayed alive. She kept fucking taking those blows. That fight was just epic all the way around. Hold on. Yeah, was... Even before that, we didn't mention this shit. The whole fuck them kids thing. Oh, so yeah. literally, Aaron <laughs> pretended to be a fucking disabled soldier. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, hey, hey, little boy, I know you're going to be the next one of the next Titans, but uh, how about you send these letters for me? Feel bad for me real quick. <laughs> but I'm going to send you these letters that you're going to send. It's to my boys that are going to fuck up your whole society. Yep. And then once eventually you find... <laughs> Cause I was the reason why I didn't like the season so far is because first of all I didn't either realize or didn't remember or whatever didn't pay enough attention to the fact that this was years in the future from like the original Attack on Titan seasons, mm-hmm. and so it was confusing to me. I was like, why is Reiner there? But he's older. He looks different. And this seems like really kind of dumb, and it's like doing all this kind of like backtracking shit. It was kind of boring to me. But then I see what they did. Like it was kind of like a slow burn into like the actual story, and then once they revealed that the the disabled guy was Aaron, I was like, oh shit, that's Aaron, there and he's go. in that fucking city. Like he's already penetrated yeah. their whole society, yeah. and he sent out multiple letters to his comrades to like do this whole long game fucking I'm gonna kill your whole society thing. When he decided yeah. to become a Titan, he literally told Reiner. As he walked in the building to meet him, um, you know, listen, there's people above us. There's this kid right here. All these people. And look, I already cut my hand. Just let me know and I'll kill them all. <laughs> basically, yep. like, I'm gonna, I'm basically a WMD just sitting here next to you. You fuck around, it's, it's going to be done. And then it seemed like... So, go ahead. And he was so calm about that. That's what I just want to point oh, out. Because he knew he won. Like, he fucking beat yeah. him. Reiner was playing chess... I'm sorry, Reiner was playing checkers and Aaron was playing fucking chess. And he yeah, was like, all right, we're the, we're, we're the same people. You know, we got the same issues. Let's just shake hands. We'll be on our way. And as soon as they shook hands, he was like, fuck this whole building. Fuck them kids. Fuck your fucking <laughs> army. Fuck your fucking leader. Fuck all these people. And he just killed them all. I was like, God damn. Fuck Aaron, your family, fuck your cow. Yeah, but it's like, what, hey, what, I mean. What got me? There's, there's foreign dignitaries. There's the foreign press there. there it, like this, there is so. It, it's almost like there would be like a, a UN convention in yeah. the city. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going I mean, this, on. This was a huge event. Like everyone was supposed to be there because the history and like truth was being told, and they're supposed to be like the the. It's basically like the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Everyone was there, including. I mean, they don't. They don't have a president or a king, I guess. What well, uh, that like, was basically top dogs were there. Basically, Leo. What was that? Uh, basically, yeah. Tiber was the basically the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but I guess he didn't want the title or something, whatever. But he's basically their ruler, which is weird because his military doesn't really respect him, or at least the military commander doesn't really fully respect him. And then, like, uh, with Aaron, when Bert, uh, Reiner sees Aaron. 
for the first time, he shits himself. He's yep. like, he is beyond scared. Like he's trembling. He like drops to his knees and Falco's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this is some like disabled dude. He says that you're a friend of his. And then as they're talking, he puts it together. He's like, hold on. He says he knows him from a long time ago. That must have been the time when he was on the island. He's like, hold on. This dude's from the island? Like, hold on. Oh, shit. I'm in danger. <laughs> Everybody in danger. Yeah, well, he was like, I'm in danger. He was thinking of himself for a second. I was like, oh, shit. It was funny to me because I was like, oh, shit. That was fucking Aaron the whole time. And Reiner's fucking freaking out. And he, he doesn't plea for everyone, but it's as if he wanted Aaron to take out his his revenge on him and like kind of spare everyone, even though he doesn't say it. But Aaron's just like, yeah, I've been living amongst you guys. I see we're kind of the same, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm fucking everything up. <laughs> yeah. So this is a city that they, they discovered... Um, last season right where they discover like they're like more modern and, and they're the ones that have been sending titans to their fucking town right well yes yes and no so it, they're the people that sent out the uh colossal titan the armor titan mm-hmm. and i not the jaw top basically the jaw titan actually not really i forget who there's another one yeah there's another but one. there's I also An- annie who was like the fighter annie, annie. Yeah, yeah annie but there was also other ones that were there too. But um, basically, they, they sent out these titans to destroy Paradise, which is where mm-hmm. the king was just trying to like chill and yep. like not fight anybody. Um, but yeah, they they fucked up and now they're they're reaping what they sowed. So they're they are the bad guys. Oh, and, and they were also trying to steal the founding the founding titan as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, everybody in Paradise uh, didn't have a memory because of... Is that true, what the king yeah, did? They were, yeah, they were wiped out. The king yeah. did that. So we saw that in, what, season three? About why mm-hmm. the king wiped everybody's memory and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Nobody knew where they came from. They just knew... Yep. The island. They didn't believe in an ocean. They didn't believe That's that true. shit existed. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? So yeah, I remember, like, in the first... Even Aaron and um and Homegirl was like, oh yeah, we're gonna go see the ocean. Like we're gonna go together and go see the ocean. Like all that shit. So it basically sounded like something that that was in a book that they never fucking seen before. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they literally say that. And people, when they even talk about it later on, I think in season two, someone tells Aaron to basically like give that up because that's that's not real. Like it's just yep. a pipe dream. No. On the, well, I. Uh, oh, it was him and and um, Armin. And they're like, well, one day, I, I hope it is real. I hope we do get to see it. And, you know, one day I want to see it with you. And he's like, well, we'll never know. And then when they get that truth. <laughs> I think it's funny that I, I knew in this episode that Armin was the one that led those two other, like, warriors oh, yeah. into the pit. I was like, that's fucking Armin. He's just grown up. He's not a little bitch no more. <laughs> and, and the thing was, I was like, why did he just drop in the pit? But I was like, oh, he probably wanted Aaron to eat them. Because then it mm-hmm. ended the whole thing. They, I mean, yeah. it'd be difficult for him for him to kill them. So, yep, yeah, yeah. It was crazy that Sasha was like sniping from fucking. Oh yeah, and shit. Sasha was like, "Where's was my like, bread at, I'm bitch?" Like, they have guns. <laughs> Wait, is, was Sasha? Are you talking about Potato Girl? Yeah, Potato Girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sniping. The rifle yeah. just headshotting people. I was like, "Holy shit!" 
Yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm, I was a little bored for a couple episodes, but I'm right back engaged to this shit. This shit went so fucking hard. Yeah, we um, had to go back and, like, look at details. I'm like, oh, did you notice this? Did you notice that? Like, look at their uniform. Look at fucking, uh, people got swords, no guns. Um, Aaron, like, not giving a fuck. Mikasa was like, hey, there's civilians. He's like, eh, whatever. Well, it's <laughs> like... Well, what's interesting is is because they, they came with a force that they knew they were going to be fighting mostly humans. And so they took the other Ackerman guys, I forget his name, but the, the like the basically the stepdaddy of uh, Levi. Levi. Yeah, where he had like the, the modified suit and with the guns. Yeah. So that's yep. what they, to kill people. And so they took those, that, those designs and they improved upon them to just go and fucking just murder motherfuckers. I was like, they went on a fucking crazy rampage, just killing every goddamn soldier that was around, like indiscriminately. I don't. They didn't take a fucking single L, as far as I saw. The whole episode, nope. they just yeah, nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're basically just ninjas on a fucking killing spree. Like fuck all your fucking whole society. But at least they weren't eating civilians. I mean, Aaron obviously has blood <laughs> in his hands, but he was like, yeah. "Fuck them kids." Like they <laughs> yeah. ain't my mom. I, fuck them kids. Yeah, and, and I give Aaron props for you know figuring out what was so different about the Warhammer Titan. Like, this is, mm-hmm. to our knowledge, the first time he's battling this thing, and obviously she's got an impressive fucking arsenal, but he's like, mm, something ain't right here. And so him piecing that together shows that he's still calculated and still playing them fucking chess games, man. I, yeah. I love well, Aaron. You know what's crazy? I, mean, I, what, as I was watching, oh, I actually noticed it as she was fighting mm-hmm. Mikasa. I was like, what is that thing around her leg? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? It's like a different thing. Like, what what is happening here? And then he followed the fucking signs. And I was like, oh, okay. So they did it on purpose. Yep, that oh, was yeah. great. And then uh, another, another thing that caught me off guard is that the Warhammer could talk just like the Beast Titan. Ah. And I was like, oh, shit, this one talks. Like, what the hell? I was like, oh, because she was trying to pass judgment while fighting. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. She thought you what fell the city. <laughs> yeah, I did. Damn. That shit went fucking hard, man. Um, so wait, uh, you... so I was in there real quick. Um, earlier we talked about the whole uh, busted challenge. Uh, yeah, so Pornhub have a different version of busted challenge. Oh. <laughs> Damn. I looked it up out of curiosity and yeah, it's, yeah. Out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah, for research purposes. Probably what's going on with this? Uh, this crack documentary uh, mm. talking oh, about. I was able to watch like 40% of it so I'm not I'm about a little less than halfway done but it's really interesting I know you watched it and you seem to be uh, reading yeah, about it, you talk yeah. about it yeah you were able to talk about it yeah I mean uh, I thought it was extremely impressive it, it really talks about the 1980s and the um, uh, in all of the you know, uh, urban areas, uh, the crack explosion and why, uh, Reagan and the, uh, Nicaragua and the the stuff with Iran, but also just what was going on with the corruption, um, with not only law enforcement, but, um, the, the folks literally just instantly becoming almost millionaires (laughs) in these, in these communities. And then still, uh, Bumping up the uh, the uh, their arsenal and the shooting and the bu- and all the stuff that was going on. Some of it obviously 
you know, if you've seen things like The Wire, you've seen things like other documentaries, you've done some reading, you know about, you know, like even Gary Webb with a uh, uh, famous reporter or whatever with his book, I think it was Dark Alliance. He, he really talked about it in detail. But this one is a great documentary for kind of getting the basic foundations of how fucked up the entire very preventable epidemic of crack was in the 80s. And I think just to encapsulate it all, they had this great quote in there where they're talking about how it, it was damn near impossible to get a Cuban cigar because of that embargo with Cuba. But yet here are literally tons daily of Coke coming into uh, yeah. New York, the Bronx, coming into Chicago, coming into L.A., coming into Oakland. And um, it was on purpose. So wh what did you guys say? Or, go ahead, well, Jeff. Know, well, Jeff. For me, well, just, just to set the table, you're we're, we're talking about this uh, documentary on Netflix called Crash. Uh, cocaine, corruption, and conspiracy. Uh, it's brand new. Dropped in 2021. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, dog hit a baby toy in the background. Um, that's <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's what's, uh, what what we're talking about or whatever. It's a documentary that got dropped on on Netflix or whatever. I guess uh, I don't know if it came out this past week, but uh, yeah, it came this out last year. Week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I checked it out too because like, you know, the whole crack ep epidemic was like like a crazy time back in like, because I grew up in like kind of a, a forest area. So like always, you always hear stories and this and that. And like, you know, at, 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 what's interesting with the documentary and at first they kind of glorified crack. Like, yeah, like, you know, if you're selling crack on the street, like, you know, you were making like thousand dollars a fucking day. Like you were coming up where you can, you went from like, you know, the poor kid who couldn't get a job at like McDonald's or something like that, and all of a sudden you're driving a BMW, even though you know you don't even have your license. Like they made it, they made it seem like glorified, but then like you know, the gangsters and shit got into it, and people started like claiming their sets and the curbs, and like you know, people went from like you know fighting for territory to using like guns stuff like that. But then like you know, once like the government got involved, like you know. They started twisting stories, like the whole like crack baby thing. Like, actually, this is one thing I learned from it. Was like, you know, like, you know, if you were if you were born from a crack mother, like, you know, you're gonna have crack in your system. But like, they were saying, like, you know, like, like three to four percent of babies that were born from crack parents had like crack in their systems, and it's like, holy shit! Like, I've been teasing my cousin my whole life, telling her she's a crack baby, even though you know she probably isn't. Like, she she grew up fine. Like, she. You know, she didn't have any development issues. She, she has a good job. She's still out there living her life. Like, you know, there's all these stereotypes that happen. And, like, the whole, like, law, the legal system between, like, you know, if you carry, like, a gram of crack versus if you had, like, fucking a kilo of cocaine on you. Like, you're, they're sentenced into prison with, like, fucking day and night. Like, you know, you went from having, like, 15 years in jail to maybe having five years if you had cocaine on you. But it's, like... It, it was an interesting transition, or like, um, not transition, but it was an interesting look at the differences of like, you know, if you had this drug versus this drug and like how much of an impact that had on like the community and stuff like that. Like if you had money, you didn't have to worry about going to jail, but if you didn't, you were you were going to fucking jail. Well, real quick, real quick, let me just add one, one quick thing in there, because what I found fascinating was in the early 80s, 82, 83, 84, just how fucking hands off like if you've seen the wire and talking about hamsterdam or amsterdam whatever <laughs> the fuck the, like basically there were lawless areas in so many fucking cities yeah. where 
if officers weren't paid off or even if they were paid off, they just didn't do any fucking policing whatsoever. And crack was openly sold all fucking over day, night, wide out in the open. It was just a known thing. And there was just red tops and blue tops and yellow tops or whatever vials all over the fucking uh, yeah. streets. Like, what's also interesting was that how, like, uh, you know, people from like Beverly Hills, like the rich area, were coming down to the fucking ghetto to get their fucking crack fix. Like, you know, it wasn't just an inner city thing. Like, other fucking people were doing the same fucking Dude, drugs. They had somebody on there, and I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Blue. They had somebody on there who's a established reporter for the last 30, 30 years from the Washington yeah. Post. This extremely prestigious newspaper. Everybody knows the Washington Post. And he was just like, look, fuck all the stereotype shit. I was a crackhead. I, I did a lot of crack back in the day. And they, they show uh, this one guy who's, um, I can't remember what his title is, but he's like a in his 50s, uh, look, looking like a middle-class white guy. He was just like, look, I did a whole yeah. lot of fucking crack. This whatever stereotype that it's only a uh, black and brown urban thing, fuck what you've heard. Everybody was doing crack because so many people had cocaine problems in the 80s and 70s and whatnot. Two, this was a cheaper form and it, you know, a deeper, more addictive high even. So, I, again, I was pretty impressed. Go ahead. Well, another cool thing yeah, they, that I like, I like how they brought in the real fucking Rick Ross. Like, the real yeah, Rick Ross exactly. was in prison. The guy, like, well, it was funny because I was watching it, like, yeah. <laughs> when I was watching it, like, people were talking about, like, oh, yeah, we had millions of dollars and this and that. And I was like, why don't these, like, if they if they were smart enough, they would invest their shit in different properties and, like, you know, make your money, make money for you. But Rick Ross fucking did that shit. He owned, like, fucking barbershops and liquor stores, like, and bars and this and that. Like, he had all these fucking places that he actually purchased and was, like, managing and shit like that. So the guy actually knew what the fuck he was doing with his money. Like, he was just buying shoes every fucking week just because he needed a new pair of shoes or some shit. Like, I don't know, I just, I thought, to see him in real life versus the... The copycat Rick Ross, I, I thought it was kind of interesting to, yeah, to see that. What's hilarious is that the real Rick Ross was on uh, Jorgen's podcast, like uh, at least once, and I watched it. And it was like it's very interesting to like talk about him, him talking about like the CIA being in on all this shit and like supplying him mm. with with crack. And it was just like, dude, what the fuck? But honestly, I'm not surprised. I mean, in my in my previous iterations in life, I would have been like, no, that's impossible. What the fuck? But also knowing that, you know, the federal government was involved with bombing uh, black cities where, you know, mm -hmm. it's not outside their own possibility. You know, honestly, yeah, it's like, like anytime, um, historically speaking, up until like probably to this day, actually not even to this fucking day, historically <laughs> speaking in America, when African-Americans start doing well, somehow some mystical shit happens where we get fucked over, <laughs> whether it's by bombs or by some crazy drug epidemic or by whatever federal laws is that you know the powers that be mainly you know white supremacy figures out a way to bring us low and we need to figure out ways going forward how to like navigate our way navigate our ways through this and i think that most people that don't see these issues don't understand why african americans have such a have such a problem in america um, but it's because we every time we've done done things successfully, we've been hit with, you know, roadblocks at the federal level. 
you know, whether it's through violence or by total subterfuge, um, those roadblocks exist. And if you don't realize that, then you need to fucking pick up a goddamn book and start reading. Very well one said. The, Go ahead. There's a one, the cool, uh, one quick story. Uh, there was one guy who who was he was called up to come out to 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 meet up with somebody in front of the fucking White House to sell him drugs, sell him crack, and basically that guy was like a CIA person, a CIA person, and he was arrested, and literally like they used the same drug that he had sold to a CIA agent, like Reagan. It wasn't Reagan. It was uh, Bush. I think it was Bush. Bush literally did like an ad or a commercial or whatever talking about how like all oh, this this drug dealer tried to sell a crack in front of the White House and it's like dude he was totally fucking set up for that whole entire fucking thing it's just, it's just fucked up go ahead go ahead Stitch. The, the, the thing that was really interesting that stuck out from the first like half that I watched was uh, they talked about Richard Pryor and his oh, incident yeah. where he was where he was uh, doing the whole freebasing thing and they go into the signs about freebasing or whatever and uh the whole Richard Pryor lighting himself on fire and shit. I, I was like, I vaguely remember that, but that, that was fucking hysterical that they, they sort of touched on. And then just, New York City was such a fucking shithole in the 80s. Like, it was a disgusting piece of shit, like, just dirty, grimy, disgusting city. I Like, yeah. I I remember visiting my, my grandma, my dad's mom, who lived in the Bronx, and this, I can't, it might have been like 87-ish, 88. And I remember it was just like trash everywhere. Yep. And I mean, you see certain aspects of it still kind of like, they touch on it, like in coming to America, you see people just tossing trash out the window <laughs> and, and like just on the curb, like no no dumpsters or, or trash receptacles, just people throwing like the, the glad trash bag, just launching it out the window and it's just being piled up on the street. And when they showed that photo of, of all those vials just all over the ground, everywhere, and like the kids are just like playing with it, like they're like marbles and shit, like that is just yep. like fucking disgusting. It's 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 just, but just makes your skin crawl to just see how dirty fucking New York was back in like the eighties. Stitch, you know what's crazy though is that you know if you go to like San Francisco, probably I mean now I have no idea because I haven't been there for a while. But the last time I went, like, just seeing, like, the degradation of the city um, and seeing, like, all these, you know, heroin needles and all these fucking needles, yeah. every, uh, it, it's, you can't hide it. Every time I, I would do it after a free week, I, I saw it get progressively, progressively worse with, like, seeing needles everywhere and people, like, strung out. Like, I, w- I would literally walk off of uh, a BART station in San Francisco and walk down a hallway and there's all these m- people, homeless people, just strung out. In the hallways on Bart, I'm just like, what? Like sleeping and all fucked up and high, and there's needles yeah. around them. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like seriously, like we're still doing this? Can, can I give one statistic that'll help uh, illustrate that for folks who don't live in the Bay Area? There have been more overdoses this past year of 2020 in San Francisco than there have been COVID deaths, and obviously. <laughs> You know, we know how deadly uh, coronavirus is and whatnot. People have just been ODing quite a fucking bit. And so Cronus is absolutely right. I used to work in the city. The amount of disgusting shit in San Francisco, uh, you know, gross me the fuck out. I don't ever sit down on a fucking BART seat uh, that has just newspaper on it because you don't know what the fuck is under there. And sometimes there are fucking used needles. Nah, I'm, I'm not doing that. 
but yeah, but it does show the the amount of trash piled up in like Bronx and fucking you know a whole bunch of fucking poor areas in in, in New York. But it's a great documentary all all the way around. I think it's well worth watching. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth, worth checking out. It was well, kind of when we talk about San Francisco. Like I think I was even in San Francisco twice last year, twenty twenty. Yeah. Like I really had no reason to go there. Sad, because I mean it's it's one of the best tourist you know people come from all over the world to go to San Francisco and eat in the restaurants and go to the hotels and shit. It kind of kind of jump back to SF Beer Week. So um, this right here is the drink. The, this is the, <laughs> yeah. the drink that Carlton has had at um, SF Beer Week. So this is the the three whiskey pairings with three beers. So the way that it works <laughs> was that. The, the beers were were fermented in the same barrels that the whiskey was uh, was fermented in, so they they kind of got a little bit of hint of the actual whiskey and like yeah that's that's what's drinking it and that's me with my like expression like what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a concern. I had the, I had the same concern. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yes, this is part <laughs> of this picture. I was able to download it off our Facebook. Yeah, good shit. Um, should uh, do, do we have any B's and B's, or do we want to we want to wrap it? There is one, one B's and B Ti. Uh, I don't know who wrote this, but it's from one of us. Oh, I, okay. Uh, I think this was me. Uh, was this you? <clears throat> I don't know who put it, but it's a good question for 2021. Uh, what's our most anticipated game or movie or series for 2020? I think that's. I think we should just pick one of those. <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's start with game. That, let's start with game. There's an announcement that came out a couple of minutes ago that said uh, that uh, Black Widow is being pushed back again. That's not that. Yeah, that's predictable. But yeah, yeah let's let's but let's stick with. Okay. Yeah, let's just do game because movie is too really too hard to <laughs> to yeah, fuck with right now. Series as well. Series is another one. Yeah, go ahead, old nigga. Start us off. Uh, and shit. it's top three. So, top three. Shit. Um, definitely Horizon Zero Dawn, the Forbidden West. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. If I can get my hands on a on the system, definitely playing that. Um, but I want the hard drive states so I can actually play the game. Um, that's my only big concern. Um, the other one uh, definitely is going to be uh, Halo Infinite because apparently there's supposed to be some really big changes. Uh, some new twist on i guess um on some multiplayer stuff at least for halo i guess maybe for multiplayer as a whole i'm not sure um but i i am looking forward to playing the game um there's some rumors there might be a battle royale element to halo this time around which would be interesting um there's another game i don't know if it's out this year but it got announced during the not uh during like gamescon earlier or late last year and that's perfect dark so there's a new perfect dark that's coming i hope it's this year but it looks like it's in super 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 early like pre-alpha development um but the other game i'm looking forward to uh definitely even though i haven't finished the first one would be um god of war ragnarok that's going to be another one to play, even though I still haven't beat God of War. I'm like halfway through. How dare you? But still playing the, it by now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Those are games I'm definitely looking forward to. There's a bunch of other stuff, like honorable mentions. Definitely Gotham Knights to play, like freaking uh, the Arkham series with two people. I mean, that's gonna be fucking crazy too. But yeah, that's what. I, that's me. Okay. Uh, I guess I I'll, definitely. I'll, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I, was, I was gonna say uh, definitely Horizon. Uh, West, that game I'm, I'm, is number one on my list just to see it, especially on the PlayStation 5 with uh, either, either um, ray tracing or 60 frames per second. Uh, that's going to be fucking just eye candy for me uh, and just hopping on robo dinosaurs and corrupting them and, and doing all kinds of shit. That's going to be a easy uh, game. I'm going to try to platinum and, and thoroughly enjoy it while I'm, while I'm doing it. Um, Ironically, I was interested in Hitman. Uh, it just came out. Hitman I think 3? it just came out this week. Yeah. yeah I, think, I, thought was, I thought it was t- this coming Tuesday. No? It's already out? I think it's I saw, out. I saw people doing reviews and, and sort of live playthroughs, so I thought it did drop. Um, but that, that game does look interesting to me. I've kind of dibble-dabbled a little bit in Hitman, and it's, it's pretty fun, but... Um, I've been hearing nothing but great things about this this latest version, especially with it being on the five again. And uh, people are saying there's just so much you can do in the game, uh, even with replaying the levels over and over again. There's so many different ways you can take uh, go about trying to complete your missions and everything. And then um, Rainbow Six the, uh, Quarantine, uh, I'm down to to get on that and uh, get a nice little uh, they're clearing corners with, with a, a nice good squad and do a little bit of fun competitive uh, gaming good shit Chronos yeah so for me uh, God of War Ragnarok is my number one that I want to play because I've been I'm a huge fan of Greek mythology when God of War first got announced fucking many years ago um, I enjoyed it I enjoyed their um, delving into Spartan life and then Greek mythology was excellent. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, I'm also looking very forward to uh, because the last game was so awesome and it was so... Um, it it didn't only live up to expectation, it exceeded ex- expectations for, I think, many gamers. It was so good. And then also there's two... I'm going to put two together only because I don't know if they're going to come out this year and I don't know if they're going to be good. Um, but I have high hopes for them, but they could fuck it up. Um, the first one is Outriders that got pushed back. Um, literally, uh, I think it was the last podcast, maybe two podcasts ago. I had pre-ordered the game uh, just maybe like a couple hours before the podcast started. And then after I pre-ordered it, I got an email that it got pushed back. <laughs> I was like, you motherfuckers, <laughs> are you serious? But uh, the, the game is from People Can Fly and uh, Square Enix. So hopefully this will be Square Enix. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Square Enix. But hopefully it's Square Enix coming back to proper form. Um, unlike Marvel's Avengers, we don't talk about that shit no more, though. Um, <laughs> and then also Returnal, which I think that a lot of people are not talking about. Returnal looks like a really good uh, PS5 exclusive game that it looks like sort of horror adventure ish, but also a third person shooter that looks like it looks like basically Metroid, um, the PS5's version of Metroid. Like seriously, that that that's what I see so far. Hopefully, they don't fuck it up, but that's what I see right now. Yeah, uh, you were the one who posted to our Facebook page like the gameplay trailer. Is that correct? Yes, I did because the gameplay looked really fucking good. 
Yeah, it does. The one thing that fucked me up is there was like the parasite that like enhances your body or whatever. Yeah. Or, like latched onto your character. I was like, what the fuck is happening? It looked gross, but like the chick was like, um, it seems to be helping me and hurting me, but I'm going to run with it. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I think that those are those two games, like, I don't see enough people talking about them, but they seem I mean, like they could be really good. There you go. Uh, the blue top? Uh, no, let me see. Um, so definitely um, Horizon Zero. Is it? Wait, is it Horizon Zero West? That's what it's called, right? Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Yeah. Forbidden, yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Even though I, I, I need to go back and play the first one because I got to a certain point where uh, where I was able to take down fucking T Rexes, but I, I, I don't think I ever finished the game. But I definitely, I'm definitely going to correct that and go back and finish it. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to God of War, and I'm not sure if it's 100% confirmed, but I'm looking forward to Among Us 2 is supposed to drop oh, this year, so we might get a sequel to that game, and if not that one, then I'll, uh, I'll say Gotham. I, I, I hope Among Us can become a, 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 a um, console platform game as well, because it's fun on the mobile phones and it's fucking dope on the, on the PC. Uh, but it, it be, I can see them making a lot more, a lot, a lot of money if they were able to get that shit onto the console. So, I'm sorry, did you say Gotham? Were you talking about Gotham Knights? Uh, yeah, Gotham Knights. Good shit. Uh, for me, I got Resident Evil Village, also known as Resident Evil fucking 8. This game is, uh, tearing up all the weave boards, uh, in terms of, uh, the Fuck evil the tall vampire, vampire lady, uh, Only everybody. Only because she's got big titties, that's all. Not, I mean, they're not ginormous titties, but she, she they're, is... They're pretty fucking enormous. I mean, she's tall. She's tall as fuck. She might be 12 feet tall. Who, who the fuck <laughs> knows? Uh, they, 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 Resident Evil's just been really good of late. They, you know, obviously with 3 uh, three and 2, the remakes, and then 7 uh, was an impressive game. This one's definitely in first person, and everything I've seen so far has to be fucking hype. Looks like they have much more than just zombies in store for us. Uh, the next one I got on here is Diablo. I, I don't know if it's going to be titled Diablo 4, but the next Diablo. Uh, oh, 3 wow. was spectacular. That's amazing. Uh, if, if they drop, yeah, if they drop 4, um, I'm I'm just going to be through the roofs and uh, going to be doing some co-op dungeon crawling awesomeness uh, for many, many months or years. And the last one I have, uh, I've mentioned it on here quite a few times. I'm really excited about this, even though it's a new IP. Kena, Bridge of Spirits. It should be a PS5 uh uh, exclusive obviously and um looks like you know it's from a studio that i'm not as familiar with but everything about it looks kind of whimsical and fun and adventure uh with kind of a, a cartoonish uh, but not too little kitty uh vibe to it so it, it just looks exciting to me and then i was surprised to see uh you know there aren't that many black developers uh that have their own studios it, it looks like that is this is one of the few that's getting a, a big AAA title. So, interested in that one. We'll have to see more. And I think it drops later this spring. Those are my three. Um, Prodigy, did you see that they're doing a um, a beta for this Resident Evil multiplayer game? It's like, uh, it might be the rumored Battle Royale game, but you have to like apply it so you can get the code to get in and all that shit. The the only reason why, and I, I again, I love fucking Resident Evil. The only reason why I would not be hyped for any type of Battle Royale or online is because Resident Evil 3's uh, add-on mode resistance was just fucking terrible. It, it, it wasn't balanced. It, I put it up for Rotten Eggplant against Avengers Damn. because I was just 
frustrated. And I put in the time with it. I played it with Hobby a bunch. It was just awful. So they're going to have to really show and prove, and I'll wait for the reviews. I, I'm not hyped for anything Resident Evil multiplayer-wise at all based on that experience. Hey, real, real quick, uh, shout out to Jason who just used the Super Chat feature that I think that most people kind of forget about. <laughs> if you're watching this live and you like what you're seeing, um, you can donate to us via Super Chat. Any, de any de denomination, a dollar, however many dollars you want to send our way, we would appreciate it all the time. And uh, we'll give you a shout out uh, on the live stream for donating to us. So thank you, Jason. It only takes a buck to bring us good luck. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. We're only a singing homeless guy. Let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, let's round it up, guys. Uh, Stitch, what you got popping this week? Uh, um, I'm going to play, or I'm going to watch, finish up watching that craft documentary probably tonight. Uh, get back on uh, Ghost. Um, I want to do some progress in the single player mode because I keep getting sucked up in the legends. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah. It is so good, but I don't want to completely ignore the story mode and then just not beat it or whatever, which would aggravate me. So I need to ignore Legends for a little bit and then hop on story. But the raids have been fun and everything. Oh we uh, it's so much fun. We we put in a lot of time, like, and we we weren't successful. We wasted like five hours or whatever, but it was fun. <laughs> and then um. Storm's birthday is coming up in less than a month. Holy so shit. Holy fucking shit. crazy. It's just like time has completely flown by. Um, obviously, she, watching her grow is just absolutely fucking just tickles me pink or whatever. And it's so funny, like, just doing all kinds of dad stuff. Like, I, I went to the supermarket, like, early this morning. And I'm just getting, like, stuff that whatever, like, milk and just random stuff around the house. And I, I see the baby aisle and I'm like... I know what's gonna happen when I go down here. I'm gonna get 27 different types of gray foods of every different fucking flavor combination or whatever, just to see her fucking try it. I got damn near every piece of fresh fruit I can get just to be like, oh, green apple, see if she likes the green apple. Oh, mango, I'll get fresh mango. Oh, avocado or whatever. And I just come back with just loads of shit just to watch her like hold it and then nibble on it. And then when she's done, she'll just like launch it on the floor, and I just like, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. So, dad, dad, life is great. And then uh, I guess for a birthday, I mean, obviously, pandemic. So we'll probably just maybe do like a Facebook Live event or, or something like that. Who, who the fuck knows, or whatever. And uh, probably, I always had a tradition of getting like a German chocolate cake. My mom would make me like a German chocolate cake or, or whatever. Kid, so. I guess maybe I'll get her a, a, a cupcake, a German chocolate cupcake, because she hasn't had chocolate. No, she hasn't had like chocolate yet at all. So it'll be funny watching her um, go to the point of no return of having chocolate for the first time and just fucking smearing it all over her face and doing whatever <laughs> that whole thing is. But other than that, just uh, sort of chilling. Um, the weather was bananas this week. It was like, her. I thought it was damn near hurricane coming through. <laughs> uh, the Bay Area yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just took my dog outside and just started combing him and just watching like the tumbleweed just get <laughs> down the street or whatever. But yeah, that, that was pretty much my plan for this uh, week. Blue, what you got? Uh, speaking of babies, um, you know, the sweets <laughs> and I were, were waiting for our little bundles to already come. Little baby, little little baby blue. Um, so we've um, we, we're pretty much. 
I want to say we're, 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 we're almost ready, but not really ready. Um, like, we got everything set up. Like, we got uh, the bassinet. We got, like, the clothes, the wardrobe closet and stuff set up for the baby. We haven't bought diapers yet because, like, my whole thing with diapers is, like, we don't... We don't know if he's gonna come in big or he's gonna come in small. Like, you know, I wanna buy fucking newborn diapers and fucking not use them at all. But uh, I might, we might buy a couple of like one month, two months old diapers so we have it on, on hand. But uh, yeah, we just, we're, we're making a little home improvement to the house. To the house. Can, um, can I ask a quick question, Blue? Sorry, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, but is um, the sweetness nesting right now? Not yet. So she doesn't take okay. her maternity leave until uh, next month. Well, it's got nothing oh, to do with like, maternity leave. Yeah, I was gonna say, but. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. No. Oh, wait. And, so wait. What do you mean by nesting? Because I, I know what you mean, but like, it nest. It, nesting is like when they start like just building. Like I remember when Lila was going through her nesting phase. It was like. She was like, "We need this done right now," and I'm like, the "Baby's yeah. not going for like six months." And she's like, no, I need the room painted. And it, it was just like Amazon packages were just coming like five times yeah. a day, just the stuff that was coming in the house. And she is like, why are you like being nesting. so like mean? Like a, <laughs> yeah, it's like when a bird just starts gathering everything they can possibly get just to okay. build the nest or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we got a new, we got a new like rocker couch thing in the living room. Um, we have like, we, we redid our closet. So the closet's got like new wardrobe, like, like organizing things, that's all up in there. The baby has their own little organizing thing. Like she's got like the whole changing station set up. Uh, we we actually I created um I took the dogs crates and uh, moved them into the living room. So now the dogs don't sleep with us anymore. They have to sleep in the living room now, but they have their crates that they sleep in. So I have like this whole kind of like entertainment furniture nightstand thing going with the dogs. So they're out in their own little space. They're not sleep with us anymore. But um, yeah, she she's definitely in that nesting stage. But yeah, we just we're, right now we're just counting down the days, just waiting for for him to get here. Like we're talking about, like you know, what what we plan on doing and what we hope pl- happens. Like it, I don't know, it, it's Planned. it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're planning, but we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. But um, but other than that, like I like we talked about earlier, like I just finished playing uh, Man Eater. Uh, but I, I think I, I need to get a new game. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna start playing Tomb Raider: Shadow of the Moon or whatever the fuck it's called. So we demoed that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We we demoed that at um, at uh, San Diego Comic Con, so I kind of want to play it so I can finally play it all the way through. But then also like um, I want to finish playing um, Almost Human. Is it Almost Human? Wait, yeah. Detroit uh, Become Human. Yeah, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, I want to finish that because I, I got like I probably like maybe twenty percent into that game. But what's kind of crazy, so I, I played it on Christmas Day was the last time I played it. And the opening AI was like, oh, hey, welcome back. By the way, Merry Christmas. I'm like, what the fuck kind of... Yeah, that's a trip. It's a trip. I, I hate games like that. Like, it's like... Because I know in, um, in one of the Batman games, um, Batman Arkham City, if you go down into the, the Gotham prison thing and you talk to the calendar man... Yeah, and if it's like a holiday, he'll say something like holiday related. I thought that was always fun. Yeah. I thought that was cool, but creepy. But like, that's kind of like a little Easter egg in the game. But yeah, yeah. I gotta get was, back to that game. Was that game? If there's a trophy slash achievement, you have to see him on specific dates, and he'll yeah. say something, and you have to do it for over a year. I mean, there's a trick in order to skip that, but you'll yeah, get the trophy for doing it. 
Yeah, you, you just, just changed, changed the, the date. Calendar or yeah, you just changed the date and time on your on your system, but still. That's it for me, for now. Uh, oh, wait, wait, a quick shout out to my mom. Happy birthday! Your my mom's birthday was yesterday. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, mom. She doesn't do the podcast, but I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chronos, you still there? I am still here. Oh, okay. I couldn't see for a second. Okay. Uh, what you got popping? Uh, I'm probably gonna take a vacation sometime soon. I have like 400 plus hours of PTO, and I need to use them. <laughs> oh, Are apparently you at that, that threshold where it's use it or lose it. Well, I think I'm past that threshold. Uh, oh, shit. Last year, I got. I mean, my last paycheck, they, they had to pay me out a bunch of money for my vacation, but I, I need to just start taking vacation, so. Um, I'll probably take the traditional week of every week off um, and then just drink and work out all the time. I need to do some stuff around the house, so I'm going to buy a new toilet, <laughs> which is, this is like the not coolest thing ever, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a Toto toilet because um, I already have like a bidet set up, awesome. but it's like a, it's like, it's a, I have, I have a tushy uh, bidet. Right, but I but for some reason, well, not for some reason, the toilet that I have in my in my my main bathroom in the master bedroom, it has like this crazy low flow toilet thing, mm-hmm. and so it has like this fucking bin of water that's way above like the actual tank, and so that flushes that dumps into the toilet, and that's what gives the toilet water, which is fucking weird, um, but it also makes it so that the the tushy toilet thing, I can't plug in like my cold water outlet into the toilet so oh. if i turn the bidet on it's like you don't like if you want it warm it's either gonna it's gonna be warm for like maybe five seconds and then it's gonna fucking burn your asshole so oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i need to like set it up so i i just need to buy a fucking because the old toilet that i have now it's fucking just bullshit like low flow toilets that are pure low flow are fucking dog shit they they get dirty fast as fuck when you flush mm-hmm. them it doesn't flush right, and if you happen to have splatter, that just stays in your fucking <laughs> toilet. That's just the way it's gonna be. <laughs> and so you have to clean it all the time, and it's, yeah. it, it's fucking annoying as shit. Yeah, we did we did change our toilet too because we have a, a round toilet, and I want to get an elongated one because that the fucking round toilet just isn't meant. That it's, it's, not, it's not meant for a man, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the total, I mean, the one that I have is, is elongated, but the total one that I'm, I'm gonna buy is elongated. But it's it's like almost six hundred dollars. So I'm like, fuck it. I need to just fucking pull the trigger because I can take uh, guilt free shits for the you know for the remainder <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I have to like keep constantly cleaning my goddamn toilet. So yeah, other than that, um, I'm enjoying Man Eater. Uh, I'm gonna do some more stuff to the Infinity Base once I take a vacation. I'm looking forward to COVID being over, and I really hope that America can get better, and that these stupid, this stupid white supremacist bullshit in America can end eventually. I think that a lot of people are just sleeping on that shit, and they, they're not they're not paying attention to that the fact that white supremacy in America is a real problem. So I think that this administration, even though they're they were previously part of the problem, they at least have publicly recognized the problem. And hopefully they would do something about it. If not, then I will burn them as just as hard, if not harder, than I have with Donald Trump. But Donald oh. Trump committed treason, so <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, old Ninja, what you got? 
Just a little fun fact, I mounted my, my PlayStation 5. It's hanging on the wall as I can, I'm, I'm just playing right now. Let's see, for me, so I've been helping people try to get raid ready for Ghost of Tsushima uh, Legends. So oh, hopefully we'll have ready. more people know. Uh, hopefully we'll have more people this weekend get ready uh, be ready for the raid. Uh, even though it'll be their first time, at least we'll have more people that are willing to jump in and try to get it done. So there's going to be a lot of people trying to ask for, you know, a squad or whatnot. So uh, they're pretty close. Some of them are just about there. Um, uh, try to check out this next episode of WandaVision. I want to see what this is, uh, where it's leading, whatnot. This will be, I watch it at like 1201 when it drops on Disney Plus. So I'll check that stuff out there. Um, I just got my W twos, so I'm just like, uh, I might, I'm probably not gonna get any money, and I'm probably gonna owe a shit ton. So we'll see. You just gotta steal uh, someone's baby, man. You'll be fine. Yeah, you know? yeah and get shot. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm really behind on these Resident Evil games. I have like pretty much all of them except for like one, and so I'm a, I'm gonna try to make a dent on at least one of them. And then um, I'm pretty close to the end on Ghost of Tsushima, the single player as well. So I'm, I might try to finish it by Sunday. We shall see. Uh, I'm looking forward to Attack on Titan on Sunday. I'm gonna be chilling watching that. But while Corona is still raging out there, I'm gonna do my, you know, basically I'm just gonna be home and trying to catch up on, you know, some shows, maybe uh, either finish or start some shows. We'll see. But yeah, there's not a whole lot of like outgoing with for me. Um, super duper low key for me. Uh, Mishka did have me watching that Bridgerton show. It is not a manly show at all on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. It is not manly at all. But um, Shonda Rhimes did put, do some pretty decent production. But it is a definitely a girl show. But I watch it with my girl, my, my lady. So. Um, we're watching that. I want to try that Lupin show as well. It, it, uh, I saw that. That looks interesting. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Is, it like, is it also the anime or is it like a totally different story? When I first saw it, it looks, I was like, is this a black... It looks like it's I, totally different. It looks like it has like a maybe Fran French? French, yeah. Story, yeah, French story with the black male lead. I, I don't know much about it, but it looks semi-interesting and it, much like uh the queen's gambit it looks like it's blown up on there so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll it's ranked it's ranked top 10 right now yeah so was that so was that anthony mackie's movie too was actually was was okay the one oh, I, i'm probably gonna watch that tonight i heard it was actually okay with the, with the cyborg arm right yeah well he's he's a fucking cyborg but um, yeah. basically uh there's some problems with the movie but it's still enjoyable i still enjoyed it cool you know, there's a movie that it's on HBO with, um, oh, God, it's got the guy from Tenet and, um, oh, God, the girl who plays Catwoman in the Batman, Christopher Nolan one. Anne Hathaway? Oh, yeah, Anne Hathaway. She's in it. The, that, that, the, basically, they talk about, like, what happens during a coronavirus, like, pandemic, but, like, those two have no fucking chemistry whatsoever. It's a horrible ah. fucking movie. Is the Lupin movie one of those movies that uh, Netflix said that they're uh, doing the whole new movie every month or week kind of thing? Is I, that I don't know. I don't know. I All I've seen is the, the brief trailer, and I was like, okay, if people are talking about it, I'll, I'll give it a shot. 
you know like when they put their top 10 out there i'll at least watch the trailer and see what the fuck is going on mm -hmm. you know what i mean um but other than that that's all i really got uh hopefully finishing up uh i, I need to finish sorry final fantasy and make a, a bigger dent into doom eternal but that's it all right Check real, out, old real, hold on real quick oh, before we end this whole thing it's the last thing i got probably got to say is that on Friday, I'm going to drop a basically a commercial for Balance Exchange, probably around like noon. I'm sorry, like around three Pacific time. I'll drop like a commercial and then next Friday we'll drop the actual first episode and we're doing seasons and we'll explain exactly when next, when to expect episodes and how often we're going to do this and explain the whole season thing for all yeah. the listeners. So hopefully you guys will appreciate these podcasts. It's going to be weird because... We talked about current events in the podcast, but now they're going to be like months late. Older. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, when you say drop a commercial, where, where where is that? Here, it'll be it'll be on on, on this podcast, so it'll be okay. on our channel. All the balance exchange will be on on this channel for now. Um, okay. In the future, maybe we'll drop it, you know, on our own thing. But for now, it'll be here because we have the obvious built-up audience here, and you guys all know me. Um, so. Listen to the, well, check out the commercial and then see if it's something you want to watch. If not, then let us know. If you're not digging it, then just, you know, you know, you know, I get hold of us, social media or email. So, well, first, uh, next thing I'm going to talk about, what are we going to do for the 300th episode? Because we talk about doing a drunk cast. Is that going to happen this Friday, next Friday? Next Friday. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be next Friday. We got, I got some, uh, some guests lined up and, uh, You'll see some emails. We're doing some coordination behind the scenes right now. You know what we should have done? So be no podcast we should have asked uh, DPC to see if she wanted to come on. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would that have a couple of drinks. It, yeah. it, it's actually, it might not be too late. Let, let's, uh, we might have to give that a shot. Um, I hear uh, Ella Darling say she wants to join too. She can too. I'm sure she'll she'll be probably more willing to do it on short notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get a we'll get a tight schedule for uh, for that one. But yeah, we'll do we'll do it next Friday. Uh, old Digit, take us out. All right, you just experienced the dankest podcast on the internet. We are Black and Black Times Infinity. Infinity. Check us out anywhere on the internet with B's and BTI's B T H A N B T I. Um, anywhere you can listen to podcasts that includes iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Radio Republic or One Republic, Radio Republic, uh, Stitcher, Player FM, Sound, everything on there. We're on Facebook, uh, obviously YouTube. Every Wednesday night, eight thirty. Get your dankness weekly from us. Uh, check out our, our official website, binheadproduction.com forward slash BZBTI. We have a new Discord now. We're also on uh, Amazon. We have an app on there. Go ahead and check, check us out on there. And on Apple, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. We're everywhere. Anywhere you can listen to us. Find us. And then our email, like uh, Colonel said, it's BZBTI at gmail.com. Go for them golden eggplants. Interspecies reviewers, baby. Old Ninja rigging elections. I'll oh. rig It's not my fault that you can't read or put your voice out there. Next time, vote. Food <laughs> to Friday. What? That's not real. <laughs> fake. Fake news. That went away with the last administration. Yeah, about to say, fake news is done. <laughs> 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 I'll route this bitch.